is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Hi. <laughs> this goes every time. I was embarrassed because I was going to go, when you were like, hi, I'm Kelsey, I was going to be like, and I'm Mary Berry. And, but I was like, that's really stupid. What is but Mary you, Berry from? Do you not watch Break, Bake Off? We're watching Bake Off. Have you watched British Bake I Off? I have watched it. It's going to change your life. Kimmy's it's obsessed with it. It's all I watch. I told you I'm an old British woman at heart. I know. It's yeah. the best show. Three, four. Podcast, we're making a podcast about 30 Rock. Podcast, we're making a podcast about 30 Rock. We're calling it Top 30 to me, it is great. Hi, I'm Kelsey. I'm Kimmy. And this is Talk 30 to me. Talk 30 to me. Woo! <laughs> I'm glad we're this excited. We are very excited. <laughs> All right, Kelsey. We are not alone here today. We have... Miss Erin Mallory Long. Hi. Hi, Erin. Hi. Thank you for joining us. Gosh, thank you for having me here. We're really excited. I'm very excited. I got a very excited text message from Kelsey. She was like, Erin <laughs> is doing the show. We were like, yes. So if you don't know, Aaron, I'm going to call you Erin Mallory Long the whole time. And that goes okay. ridiculous. I'm going to try and just call you Erin. She has a necklace that says EML, so it's reasonable. Oh, that's, that's true. It's really cool. So Erin is one of the co-hosts on the Best of Friends podcast. And I've listened to that podcast for a very long time. And... Thank you. At least every one or two episodes, 30 Rock is mentioned. (laughs) If not more frequently, each episode. For good reason. And I finally was like, I think we just have to have Aaron on the show. (laughs) Not that Jamie wouldn't do great on the show either, but um, I I thought it'd be fun to have Aaron on. I uh, love 30 Rock. I would say it's probably like my favorite thing in the world or something. Um, (laughs) And I've recently been bringing it up on Friends on our podcast because we were in like season eight of Friends. We just um, a while ago while we were in season eight, uh, I was thinking about it a lot because Robert Carlock was on Friends at that time. Mm -hmm. And there are some things that are just direct reference like direct references happen then in 30 rock mm-hmm. oh, yeah, like yeah. just like direct things or like the same kind of joke it's brought up or like the same like visual gag and it was like literally like i was like my mind was being blown and i was like <laughs> this is too much it's amazing uh, do you have any specific ones that you think of yeah well you know when um when it's like that star- it's like a stark white dream wall and liz like gives birth to like the cheesy blaster oh, yeah. yes. so on friends there's like um in season eight when joey is in love with rachel he has a dream and it's like a total white wall backdrop rachel's giving birth he's there with her and she gives birth to like what ends up being like ross's face and oh, it's like david right. i do remember that yeah. joke that was a good one it's the exact same setup like the shot looks the same oh, like interesting a, a, basically what happens is the same that's you know, awesome. it's um, it's very strange. That's so interesting because I, I have a hard time because she's always drawing parallels between the shows. And I love Friends. I haven't watched it quite as much as her. But I have a hard time sometimes connecting the shows. I think for me, the medium gets in my brain too much because they function so differently. Yes. But there is that same kind of surreal. Like characters get a little surreal. They get a little yeah. caricatured. And I think those two things are very similar in the show. Totally. Plus maybe a slightly unrealistic yet realistic example of what it's like to live in New York. Though yes. I can't speak. <laughs> I'm not from New York. <laughs> but that's really interesting. I'm going to have to actually watch that a little more yeah, carefully. Yeah, it was really... Once I started noticing it, and then I was like, oh, my God, it's because Robert Carlock is here. Oh, my gosh, how much influence is he <laughs> Like, then all of that was, like, really making me be like, oh, this is crazy. Like, this is too much. 
Mm, interesting. Well, just in the way that maybe 30 Rock was the weird spiritual stepchild of uh, Friends, our podcast is probably the weird spiritual stepchild of your podcast. <laughs> because I know, for me, I, I hadn't really heard of TV show podcasts. I was listening to X-Files Files, but I know Kelsey, oh, yeah. like she said, was listening a lot to yours, and I think that's what brought us together. Mm-hmm, so yeah. X-Files Files and Best of Friends Podcast had like a child, and it's our podcast. <laughs> I hope you don't mind. We'll be stepchild, so you can like disown us if you decide you don't like it. But I love X-Files Files. It's so good. Yeah. I love it. I'm actually, my biggest frustration is that I loved it so much, and he just stopped releasing yep. episodes without any announcement. And then I saw uh, I saw Camille and Johnny on um, Pop Culture Happy Hour a couple weeks ago, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I used to do a X Files file podcast." I'm like, "Is this the announcement? Yeah, like, it's is, done. is it done?" Yeah, I literally know because my friend helps record for that one. Sometimes there are episodes they haven't released. Oh, oh that's my a, God. and like interviews from that like big event they did. So I'm like, "Oh no, <laughs> I want more." So this is maybe I'll do the thing that he did with X Files, where he started a petition to bring it back, kind right. of through Nerdist. Petition the X Files. I'm petitioning for the X Files. <laughs> files comes back because I know there are more I, I believe there are more interviews so yeah. I'm really and hopeful like I Kimmy's always really loved Camille Nanjiani like yeah. it's just always he's, been he's a part so of funny. her heart he's great he's I so just funny. have this memory like I've always watched the uh, listen to the Harmontown podcast mm-hmm. and when Camille was on we were it was before Kimmy oh no I used to live in LA but I was house sitting for somebody out here oh yeah and we were going to Harmontown the next night and she's like was Camille gonna be there and so I'd send him a tweet like Hey, are you gonna I be there you next day? And he responded you. saying no. And she's like, he responded to your tweet. I'm like, I know. I, was, I, don't I hated know you so much. I hated you so much. No, I, I was so jealous of that because I was such a I was I've always been a really big fan of Kumail and Emily. So I yeah, was I was yeah. always just like starry eyed, like you lucky bastard. Um, <laughs> Same. Now I'm at the nerd mountain. I just nervously stand by people. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not weird. Can I? Okay, can I tell this anecdote real quick and we'll get back Isn't to Dirty it? Rock? The first thing they told me when I when I was like interviewing for Nerd Melt as an intern, they're like, all right, you know, do this. Just you know, just be cool. Don't be weird. We had a girl once. Uh, she bit Hannibal Buress. <laughs> Don't do that. Oh and my I was just god. Like, oh. What? And they're like, yeah, she just like bit him. Don't do he didn't like it. I was like, I was so excited to see somebody. And I'm like, you know what I need to do in this moment? Bite Bite him. him. I know. I don't You've gotta have him on this podcast. We'll have to get Hannibal and then I'll I'll apologize. (laughs) That's like if you don't bite him under your job, then I think it's fine. I think they would say that you can't bite him like just not while you're in Oh, you meant just like ever? I was pretty sure it was just more of a like a situational like while I'm here don't bite Hannibal that's probably uh, like invite him on my podcast and know. then he'll him. talk about it I'm told every time he go I haven't seen him perform at Nermelt but it used to be whenever he'd go he'd bring it up and they were always like in the, all the like oh, oh, my oh that intern got fired oh well I guess that makes sense I yeah. assume. I was like, poor intern poor Hannibal she doesn't put that on her resume no, the poor like, manager uh, who was working that show because that they're all still there and every time he brings it up you just see them all like oh, oh my god <laughs> so, that's so remember when the intern bit oh my I know it's one of my favorite stories honestly from that venue it's ridiculous that's amazing so well i would say what we often like to hear from people when we have a guest on is why don't you tell us what is your relationship with 30 rock like how did you find it how has it like influenced you like tell us your you and 30 rocks meet cute okay <laughs> my meet cute with 30 rock is a sordid affair because mm. when it first started i watched the i remember distinctly watching the very first episode and i was like i don't think i like this and I like just <laughs> stopped watching it. Like I watched the pilot and I was like, eh, I don't like Tracy that much, whatever. And I just like didn't watch it. <laughs> um, and then this is the part where I'm going to sound like a dick for one second. <laughs> um, I went to college with Aubrey Plaza mm-hmm. uh, okay. and I was hanging out with her. Um, we have, we both 
we're not super close. We're friends, but we have a mutual very best friend. Mm-hmm. And we were hanging out at his apartment. And then she was like, oh, yeah, I'm on 30 Rock tonight. That episode that she has, oh, like, yeah, oh, yeah, she's a page. Where mm-hmm. she's a page. We have John and Travolta. she was she a page. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she used to be a page and was a page at 30 Rock, like, or at, you know, NBC, like, right before that episode was... Uh, filming so she had the uniform and stuff and so she was like yeah let's watch it like we're gonna watch it so i like then begrudgingly watched her episode because like she was on it and then i still was like i don't know (laughs) and then i somehow started watching it and then i was like wait this is my favorite show i've ever seen (laughs) um and it all came together and i now it's like I go back and watch season one and I'm kind of like I get why I wasn't quite sold from the pilot like I get that um but it's now it's like it's it's my favorite thing like (laughs) like friends has been my favorite show and I still really love friends of course but and like Simpsons has been my favorite show but like 30 Rock is like my favorite thing like in the Mm -hmm. world like it's like I relate to it in like a very uh specific way aggressive way um and i just like oh god i just i really love it and it's like it's sad to me that i didn't like it at the time but i think you wish you could say you like from the second i saw the first episode i was in yeah but i didn't that's why i I was with community i didn't like it when i first watched it and then i went through after i had a chunk of episodes to go through i'm like oh this is funny I had the opposite with the community. Yeah. I like really liked it. And then I just stopped watching it. <laughs> it happened to a lot of people. Yeah. Mm. And the season three say what? But I have, I will say I've read the 30 rock pilot, like the original pilot. Oh, yeah. Recently. How does it read? It's very different. Oh, really? Where like did there's a I'll lot of different that. stuff. I'll send you the link. <laughs> Please. It's just like one you. of those, li- one of those websites where oh, it's like, it. here's every show that's ever like their pilot script from what, so oh, I like okay. obsessively read all of them. I don't like, blame you. Constantly. It's really fun. Um, but the 30 rock one, like so many, like so many things were like so different and it like, it reads better sort of like, it sort of reads more as something that I could see immediately liking Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. more than how it ended up, I think. Interesting. I'm not really sure. I love the show. It's my favorite thing. May I ask, what do you think changed about it? Like, was it a joke structure thing? Was it kind of the characterizations of people? It was like, yeah, there were like, God, I wish I could remember specifics of anything, but I can't. Oh, no worries. <laughs> but, you know, it's like little little things were different or there were there were extra scenes that then, like, I feel like I was missing from the actual uh, pilot okay. for some reason. You know, like, was it yeah. the, was the, did the, the pilot script originally, was it the one with Jenna DiCarlo or was it when it had switched over to Jenna Maroney? It was, God, I think it was DiCarlo. Yeah. Like, because Liz's name wasn't Liz either. Oh, interesting. Oh, it was okay. something else. Whoa. Which I can't remember. Lime. And then I always think about, yeah, <laughs> Les Lime. Um, yeah. And then I always think about um, how, like, uh, originally, originally, like, she wanted Rachel Dratch and mm-hmm, stuff. And, like, mm-hmm. how that's, like, such a weird different thing. Have you and, watched like, those, the, the videos of that? No. It's bizarre. It's no. really, really bizarre. It's really, it's just a different show. It's yeah. just a really different show with right. that. And honestly, I love where it ends because I feel like, um, oh my gosh, I'm doing that thing where I forget every actor's name. <laughs> where I feel like who they got for Jenna. What is her name? Jane Krakowski. Jane, Jane Krakowski. Krakowski. Oh my gosh, I need to sleep more. Jane Krakowski <laughs> is so. 
amazing and I just feel like an untouched talent. She's one of those women that I see like she's so good, but like there aren't a lot of parts for women like her. Mm -hmm. I love her so, so beautiful. So as long a as Tina Fey older. keeps writing shows yes. that she can put Jen Krakowski no. in. <laughs> that weirdly makes sense to me though, because I and I'll say this, I haven't read it, but I remember hearing about the Token script, right? Everyone mm -hmm. was talking about Token. This is yep. the best script I've ever seen. Yes. And the Kimmy Schmidt pilot's great, but it's not like the most dark thing. I think honestly it was later in the season Titus started to shine more when yes. I was like, this mm -hmm. show is special. Yes. But I think it's just I think she, in the end, more than anything else, is just an incredible writer. And I just hear about those pilots and I hear about those. Totally. And her book is the same. There's just something really remarkable totally. about it. So that makes sense to me. Totally. Yeah. It doesn't hurt that I, like, am, like, physically in love with Tina Fey. Like, that doesn't, like, <laughs> hurt anything. It, like, it's understandable. <laughs> she has that effect on people. Yeah. Let's yeah, be real. True. She's perfect. We've gushed about her a few times. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is pretty much just a love letter. This isn't a podcast. It's yeah. a love letter. Yeah. Just so Dear she knows. Oh, we don't need anything. We just want her to know. We just want yeah. her to know that she's No, my beloved. whole life is a love letter to Tina Fey. So. <laughs> <sighs> we all want to be like her. It's amazing. I understand. Even, like, I remember reading Mindy Kaling's book. She's like, Tina Fey wrote me, a, like, a good luck note, and it, like, changed yes. my life. Like, it's just the effect, which yes. is amazing. So... Perfect. Well, I'm so glad you were able to come here. I'm so glad you love the show. And you're probably, honestly, I'm expecting you to school us on fun facts a little bit. <laughs> um, but, well, here, let's do, let's do 30-30 real quick. 30-30. That's our coolest segment into that. Do you have a 30-30? I do have a 30-30. So it's a really silly one. But basically, I've been listening to, I don't listen to The Nerdist as much as I used to. I used to be really into that podcast. And it's still really wonderful. But they had a really great interview with Anna Kendrick. Okay. from like a month ago it came out on election day i wonder why i didn't listen to it that day <laughs> um came out on election other day. emotions happening so much no right <laughs> so much <laughs> happening that day but um yeah no they did an interview with anna kendrick and it's really delightful she is who we all think she is yeah. which is the manic pixie dream girl who's super cool and kills plants which is a big topic <laughs> on the show um but no she was just really really lovely and charming but she talked about tina fey a lot because she just wrote her book scrappy little nobody it's right good. right right I, I, have you i was gonna good. say i thought of you have you read it? Uh -huh. it's it, really good yeah it makes me just love her and like i all i have an obsession with autobiographies yeah and i almost always do the audible because i love them telling the stories and oh, then talking that's interesting i've never done an audiobook it's fantastic um especially for, because they like in uh in tina fey and in amy polars when they start talking about an snl sketch they put the audio from the sketch in oh it. my god um, and it's really really cool but so anna kendrick she's she's so freaking sweet i'm like I'm, you just want to be her friend the way she talks and she's like honest about this way like it's great she talks about her brother and it's mm -hmm. just it's it's a really good book she's That's just amazing. an incredibly charming person yeah. but she talks a lot because obviously she's wrote this book and she's part of this like publisher's really smart movement like oh you know what women want to read books by women they really enjoy <laughs> let's make money on this i'm fine with that and yeah. so she just wrote her book and she but she talked about tina's book and how how much she like it really moved her and how there were moments that really stood out to her and honestly i think that was probably the first one what in my memory yeah. i mean obviously women have been i mean ellen degeneres had autobiography <laughs> no that is thing. actually the, the first book <laughs> a woman as by right. a woman it's the first one she really broke through that glass ceiling yeah that is the very first one I mean, it's why we love her no but that's the first one of my memory that was the first time i'd seen like here's my memoir essays yeah. book that i was yeah. like i'm gonna read that one mm -hmm. and so many afterwards have come out and i was not surprised to find out that it was super inspirational to yeah. a lot of other women so i just really liked that anna kendrick like quoted it a bunch and i or, like discussed it a bunch yeah. and she was talking about like there's one scene in one line that really stood out to me and the whole time I'm thinking like it's that last one where she's babysitting and the little kid cries and her mother translates the Greek. But it's probably not. But in my mind, I'm like, well, that's clearly the moment you have to be talking about because that's the best part of that book is Giannis, whatever shall become to whatever shall become of us. Yes. So that's my 30 30s. I just really enjoyed the shout out to Tina.
I like it. Um, speaking of autobiographies, so I uh, <laughs> are we doing the same one? Well, no, we're not. But <laughs> Lauren Graham's autobiography came out last oh, Saturday. Oh yeah, the one where she's caffeinated or whatever. You're talking as fast as I can. <laughs> <laughs> I got it right. <laughs> oh yeah, the one where she's caffeinated or whatever. That's I got it. I, I think I nailed it. I, I think it. I nailed this, guys. Um, and she <laughs> talks obviously. It's like it's focused mostly around Gilmore Girls and, and yeah. the original and the the re call it of it what is it called the revival thank you the reword um but she does mention at one point that because she's she'd never watched any of the episodes of gilmore girls until writing the book she's like i hate watching myself on tv and so she went through and watched every single episode and there was one oh, episode <laughs> right she's like my friends were out of town and so i just went through them all i'm like good lord wait she, of her own show yes of gilmore girls got, i mean i can barely listen to my own podcast uh, like, i don't right? know how do you watch your entire show <laughs> she's it's like impressive. oh my hair in that one and she'd like she's like oh i had like a botched uh perm job that so they had to do a lot wow. of stuff to fix my hair and that or whatever um but she does say when she's wearing glasses and she said that it's an episode of season five and she's like i look like tina fey doing weekend update uh-huh. that was adorable that's a goal <laughs> i mean that's a real goal to reach and i get yeah. it i'm that's also really great. uh an, i guess another 30 30 kind of i can't i don't think we've talked about this yet i i've talked recently about how i've been going through a reverse survivor binge on hulu <laughs> and because i'm watching a lot of hulu the tina fey american express commercials are all oh, happening with constantly tommy, with tommy middleditch yes oh my gosh i love yes. it and it's just so been kind of fun every now and then i'm like oh i hear tina and she's like sitting at a cafe with googly eyes on her yeah, face yeah. and she's like every comedian needs these in their bag and oh my god it's kind of adorable tina i just i'm really glad they do it because i just want people to throw money at her like right. any good person totally. i'm like keep giving them money totally <laughs> give them all let the her money. do whatever she she wants mm-hmm. i really like it so say do you have any recent interactions I, do you have a 30 30 i do what actually. is your 30 30 uh so i on thir- uh, the other day god <laughs> um on thursday um uh, the other day i just went and saw um she loves me which is the broadway show that jane krakowski's in no. at a movie theater so they did like a thing where they filmed it so that's the first broadway show they ever did a live stream up Oh my god! So I didn't cool. watch the live stream, but okay. <laughs> they also filmed it, like you know those Fathom Events things. At the oh movies. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I would see advertisers for them, and I never. Yeah, go I'm like to that's them. really never, cool. I'm not gonna go. I've <laughs> never been to one because it's always like for the opera. But I was like, I will go and watch. It's like starring Zachary Levi and Laura Benanti. I was gonna and say yeah, yeah. Jane Krakowski, and I was Zach like, Zach Levi's done. That's I was like, awesome. obviously, I'll go watch this. The play is really cute. She's adorable in it, and I love Jane Krakowski. I've loved her since Ally McBeal. I used to really like Ally. McBeal as a small oh gosh, child okay. and I thought Jane Krakowski was like so great she's in a really great episode of Law and Order SVU that we, I, I think love. We, we mentioned that at one point I think because oh because you made we the should watch it when oh, you watch that episode so good it's called Rope um it also stars Anthony Rapp and I love Rent and so it's like a whole uh, thing the whole thing it's a whole thing um and because SVU always has like Broadway people on it, just like Thirty Rock, which I always love. Didn't yeah. they do a joke about that? The Tonys, where they just showed everyone's roles in yes. different Law and Order episodes. Yes. That was yes. really, That's I really awesome. enjoyed that. Yeah, and watching the Tonys was actually why, which Jane was nominated uh, this year but didn't win, uh, was why I knew of that show. And I was like, mm. Why is Jane Krakowski? What's going on? Oh my gosh, she's on a show on Broadway. I want to see it. And like, it was, it was really fun. She's, she's very, 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 very adorable in it. And it's, um, it's. Shop around a corner. It's a corner. derivative, like you've got mail. You've got shop mail. Around the it's all oh, that's right. that. That yeah. story just keeps getting retold, and every time I'm really into it. This was like I was reading the Wikipedia to try to figure it out because it's like it's based 
it's it, it was a Hungarian play first because I noticed that everyone's names was like Ladslow. Oh, Ladislav. that's true. Okay, so it was a Hungarian play first. Then it was like something else. Then they did the movie okay. Shop Around the Corner, which also kept it being set in Budapest, I guess. Ooh, which okay. I've never seen that movie. I've mm-hmm. only seen You've Got Mail. And then they did the musical. So that okay. was like the fourth iteration oh, that's awesome. of this like Hungarian play. So the musical's from like the 60s. And then obviously you've got mail. This is really interesting because my, uh, this is nothing to do with the word, but I'm going to go into it anyway. I always assumed that you've got mail because I knew it was an iteration of Shop Around the Corner, but I, it's also very heavily pulling from Pride and Prejudice. Oh, in a lot of ways. I mean, not as I much as like a Bridget Jones. Mm. Not like yeah. a, the obvious Bridget Jones, like my, this hero's named Mark Darcy. <laughs> but um, no, That's it's, it's all like, I know about Pride and Prejudice. Or, There's a Mr. Darcy yeah. in it. And I mean, this isn't the way where I give, someone could be like, it's the hero cycle, where you get like, the, yeah. they, they hate each other, then they like each other. But it's also really derivative of Much to Do About Nothing, but Much to Do But Pride and Prejudice is derivative of Much to Do About Nothing. Right. So it follows like, honestly, I think all of the good rom coms are based on Much to Do About Nothing. That's a whole theory <laughs> we can go on to another point. All that to say, but if it's a, a Hungarian play, it probably isn't derived from Pride and Prejudice. And mm-hmm. that intrigues me. I'm going to have to rethink everything I yeah. ever believed, ever. Very interesting. <laughs> this is like the corner point of my philosophy. And this is the string that just right. I'm a different person now. Jane Austen is crying there's somewhere. Also, <laughs> there's also what you think when you're watching the musical is a suicide, but it's just a, an attempted suicide right before the act breaks. <laughs> and I was like, what and then like it's literally like an like a suicide you think has just happened and then it cuts to like the most unnecessary number in the whole show which is just like at a cafe like like hungarian waiters like dancing and your heart is like hanging in the air waiting what's going on what's happening and i'm watching this theater production in a movie theater like packed with people like i was just like like i'm surrounded by just like elderly women because it's me and elderly women are the only people seeing a musical at the movie theater i'm like i was like what what's going on what's gonna happen when they get back and then he's just like in a sling oh like it's just like oh yeah i i, I didn't you know didn't i work. just i yeah. shot my shoulder and i was like how do you what this is a comedy what's going on it's like is it appropriate for me to say i'm like that's such like an eastern european joke it's like ah, death is so close to us all <laughs> like, or like oh he's such a fool he couldn't even kill himself like right. it's just like those jokes it's also not for nothing, but the whole back of the, the set is really cool. And the whole, the whole light on like the scrim in the back or whatever goes red. Like when it oh, happens, so like, it's oh, like, blood, bang, death, like red, <laughs> cut to dancing. Like, and I was like, what? <laughs> so misleading on so many levels. Um, I just want to ask, and then we should move on. But how handsome was Zachary Levi on a scale to like kind of handsome to the most handsome? I will say I don't usually like have that i don't have that like obsession with him i think he's very cute and i like mm-hmm. him and stuff but i wasn't ever really like obsessed with him but i was like oh my god he's so cute in this he i i was a chuck fan he, this is a, this is a really so weird cute because he's like he's that guy okay this is such a nerdy christian girl thing because like everyone always is like oh did you know he's so all he has like Bible the christian girls are, house. i know like, that's, that's like a thing literally yeah. it's rumors it's that go around in, in the christian circle that's totally everyone's like <laughs> obsessed they all look it's really weird christian circles are always like that actor is a christian he is ours now yeah, it's, 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 it's actually really 
embarrassing, but he also. Just and then as soon to be as so he cute. like drops the f word in a Twitter, it's like, oh my gosh, pray for him. He said, and you're like, no, calm down. That did not affect his salvation. It's really okay. It's a little ridiculous. Oh it's like God. this weird subculturally thing. But at the same time, like ever, I would say almost every Christian girl when he was doing check was just like, oh my God, sacrifice. Because he is so handsome yeah. and yeah. so kind. He's very. And cute. he did a movie with Alexis Bledel that was really bad, and I love it. Where he, it's pretty much fifty first dates, but serious. What is Whoa. it? Where he like loses memory and she has to choose. And she does a very Roy Gilmore thing where she kind of oh. makes like a not nice choice. Oh, like, does she want to be with him? But then she regrets it. But he ha- starts every day new. So it's it is it's really interesting. Oh God. But we can move on from Zachary Levi. I just love him very much. Can I tell did I ret- sorry, this is you said fifty first dates. I've been to the water park where they filmed that at. It was in Hawaii. In Hawaii. Yeah. It is the saddest, most rundown water park in the entire world. We went there for a band competition when I was in high school. And we're pretty sure one of the the lady who ran the like the cafe where they have breakfast at every yeah. day that she works at the water park. Because we were there, we're like, hey. Oh my god. It's what's her face. But it was a very sad, that island sad water park. But hey, you got nowhere else to go because you're on an island. Uh the ocean, I guess. But y- you know. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. N- nature's nowhere water park. Else. So just a water park. Just a water park. <laughs> The first episode we're going to talk about is Greenzo, which I was, when we're trying to, <laughs> I love this dying. episode so much. <laughs> this is my favorite. This is probably my favorite episode. I've watched it so many times. Um, I was really excited. Like, this is like a, my weird, like I was, when I was like, oh my gosh, okay, I'm going to email Aaron and see if she wants to be on the show. And when I was thinking through episodes to have you on and I was, I was like, Greenzo, David Schwimmer. Perfect. Yep. I was all excited. Like, let's find that connection. Um, so this, it's ex- either this or, uh, Jennifer Aniston. I was thinking exactly. that too. Maybe have you back for that one. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that episode hats. is so great. <laughs> That's when Happy they're like heavy birthday. into like guest star. Like the beginning of thir- the third season is when every episode is a guest star. Oh, yeah. it's such a good. Kind of great. Everyone is perfect. so strong. I love the idea that every like celebrity at the time was just waiting for the call. Yes. Like, do I get to be on next week? Yes. yes. And they would get huge people for the fact that their ratings were not that big. Like, I know. They would get the biggest. Well, people. I remember all that Oprah stuff. Like what big news oh, that yeah. was, and like Tina Fey was like freaking out. And it was just crazy. And the, uh, her, hearing her talk about it, it's just nuts. Right. Well, and then you compare that with her like doing the whole Sarah Palin stuff at the time yep. and her daughter's birthday party that was Peter Pan thing. I love yep. it. That's probably one of my favorite chapters in her book is when she mm-hmm. talks about that. Yep. It's, it's so very charming. True. Um so Green's Ho is the fifth episode of season two. It aired on November eighth, two thousand seven. And director was Don Scardino and he's in a whole bunch of other episodes. Writer was John Pollack. 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 And he did. That sorry. was almost offensive the way you said that. <laughs> really? Polak. Polak. Um, and he did Home Improvement. He's in two episodes. Of, uh, this is his first episode of 30 Rock. He's going to do Flu Shot in season three. Uh, oh, that's a good one. Uh-huh. Flu good. He did a couple episodes of Community, some Go On, some Modern Family. And he did one episode of Joey as well. Oh, funny. So that'll happen at some point. Flu Shot is also intriguingly political as an episode yeah. like it's dealing with the, it like is. really Giving intriguing politics like, yeah no it's interesting yeah i think yeah. we'll about this longer it's been i was telling kimmy earlier we have gotten there's so twitter and stuff is so crazy right now with comparing jack donaghy to donald trump like everywhere and i'm like oh, yeah we wish donald trump was like jack donaghy right totally. <laughs> we wish he was that charming and lovely it's oh, true right. um my little recap for the episode is just nbc is trying to go green so jack introduces greenzo kenneth throws a party that goes wrong and pete is involved in a fresh relationship Ooh, <laughs> true i'm excited that's what happened uh 
<laughs> Sorry, as soon as I said that, all I keep thinking is the whole thing with Liz eating the pop tart and then finding out why the pop tart was yes. on the ground. In the what do you place. do in bed with a pop tart? <laughs> like, uh, I feel like roses. I would turn around and throw up, like one hundred percent. I'm like, I, I, nope, that is not okay. I. Uh, I got to say, coming from doing a Friends podcast, and mm-hmm. like I take notes for Friends episodes, to doing this, I was trying to... I've never watched 30 Rock with like trying to talk about it. Uh-huh. And it was so overwhelming to like <laughs> try to write down what's going on. And I was like, oh my God, this show is genius because it's like so jam-packed. Like a Friends episode, you can kind of like tune out for a couple minutes and be like, what? Oh, they're still okay. talking about that? Okay, great. <laughs> like in 30 Rock, if you're not staring at the TV like the whole time, like you will miss a whole scene. Mm. Like an entire scene that's oh, yeah. like one second long, like yep. you will just miss because like you're not paying attention. And I was like... Oh my god, I'm very overwhelmed. Like there's so much <laughs> happening in these episodes. Taking. I was just like my hand was going to fall off. Like yep. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> no, it is really difficult um to take notes and half the time I'm just trying to write quotes and I'm writing them yes. shorthand just like oh, I have to keep up. I have to keep up. Yeah. Um I wrote really large in the top. Tiger orgasm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> just I wrote I wear tiger orgasm. That was my first note. <laughs> Which Okay, so you, I do a lot of research on, like, almost anything that's said in this show. Yes. Um, Tiger Orgasm, I could not find a lipstick called that from any brand. But Sunset Blush is L'Oreal. Oh, oh that makes sense. Yeah. That makes that sense. Make sense. Uh, Paula, I was, Paula's I, a mom. I, was, time. She yeah. goes to Target for her makeup. When I was trying to look it up, I was at work, and I was oh, like, no. how does Google I'm all, don't search Tiger Orgasm. Pull out your phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Didn't just want to do that from that. the phone. Yeah. yeah. Just, like, it's flocked, Im- flocked immediately. Yes, I know. <laughs> The flag would come to me, and I'd be like, oh, never mind, throw it away. <clears throat> I really enjoyed Pete wearing the sexy Justin Timberlake hat. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, how did those those hats, those, I've never been a fan. A fedora. No, of a fedora. No, I have some friends who wear them, and I love those friends. They're such nice people. You love them from the forehead down. So this is how I'm telling them, don't wear that hat anymore. Yeah. <laughs> don't do it. If you listen to my podcast, uh, which you don't, don't wear that hat don't anymore. Don't do it. But, of course, Pete would be like, this is what's cool. Yeah. I mean, I... I love Pete. Like, uh, he's so sad and weird. And, like, I love the running joke of, like, just his life history and, like, how Mm -hmm. they just keep adding stuff to it and everything. (laughs) It'd almost be unbelievable if it wasn't all true. Um, (laughs) You know, like, it's just, it really, it really tickles me. Um, And the Pop Tart thing. The Pop-Tart thing is funny because, like, when you watch it at the beginning and she makes a point of saying that she ate the Pop-Tart, yeah. right? And then she's like, I don't even know why I'm telling you this. You're like, wow, that is such a funny joke. Fun. And then it comes <laughs> back at the end. And yep. you're like, how did you do that? That is a genius <laughs> thing to do. Which is like, it's like the kind of show that you watch and you're like, my my brain doesn't work this way. Like, this is the funniest thing I've ever mm-hmm. seen and I don't understand how you came up with it. Give me your secret. Right? No, I don't. They are always doing that where they're like layering their jokes in a way where I'm like, wait, we're back to this and this is perfect. Yes. And it's so incredible to do. I agree with you. It's so amazing to do a joke that could stand on itself alone, but it's not. It's actually a part of a much bigger joke. And that blows totally. my mind. Because so often those things are little red herrings or little yes. just like drops. And like, well, that was stupid. But that Pop-Tart bit is so funny to begin. Because that is who she is. She does eat Pop-Tarts off the ground. Right. Yep. And it's also like, when you realize this is a sex thing, I love when 30 Rock does this. And they do this in the next episode, too, where mm-hmm. it's like, just like inex- unexplained like sex things. that I'm like, wait, but what would that be? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> exactly. Right? Like, what, are you, what are they using for a Pop-Tart in the bed like what do you mean <laughs> like what is that like i want to know but i don't want to know yeah I know. like i just I, I need you to 
I, I know that you've thought it through and I need you to explain to me what you intended that to be. Yeah, and they even hinted at what it was and it still doesn't make sense no, to me. I'm like, what? Of all the foods. Um, but I love them, the sense. idea of them all sitting at the writer's table like, okay, what can we do to be weird? And like somebody just has like a Pop-Tart yeah. for breakfast and like, I'm never going to eat these again, but yeah. good idea. It's like, definitely a Pop-Tart, but let me put this away. <laughs> I mean, and if we're talking about this, Paula Pell, yes. dear God, I've never noticed, it's one of those things I never noticed. I'm like, oh yeah, she talked, like she's holding her breast. Yeah. Like, I cannot believe she does not have a bra. Yeah, no. Nope. I cannot believe, and I mean, she is just such a maybe because you really only see one kind of so that yeah. kind of helps. But it's like. still way more than I think I've ever seen on network she television. Is so funny. Oh, she's I one of the funniest can't. women. She's so funny, and she does gross funny better yes. than almost any one I know. Because what was a sisters was so gross, yep. but so amazing. Yeah. In that. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. She's just a very brave woman, and I just love her like Midwest accent. How are your parents? <laughs> no, we will do the catch up later. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> things is when they think that pete and liz are having an affair and she's like oh, i yes. found your wallet in what my kids call big wet cow yes. <laughs> it's so great she's so perpetually no, i know i haven't mom. been sexual since my mom died but no, I mean, Paula, no. no stop 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 <laughs> oh my goodness she's i so love her good. so much she's an un- unsung hero of uh 30 rock in my very much so. Paula. comedy let's be real yeah, comedy. we should be talking about paula pelmore though she yeah she wrote sisters right? yeah she wrote sisters mm-hmm. oh she's so lovely she's so great um what is oh, oh pete's hat pete's hat says and yeah. that is his it's like the most simple hat and also the fact that he was like we're out of string cheese i'm going home do they have community <laughs> string cheese oh is that a God. thing that my office is missing oh do you yeah. know it's, a, it's actually it is a thing a most uh production anything in tv production just has crafty oh i assume i because i always picture they're like in the writer's room and there would just be string cheese on the table no yeah. there, there, actually there is like crafty is oh. a really big part of tv production jobs like we have crafty we have a whole thing at my work and we bur- like we work normal hours i don't know why we have crafty yeah <laughs> but actually i most don't places i don't get a lot of free food but like a lot of places just have like a kitchen that's stocked with like free food yeah my, yeah my friend know. works for a show and she I mean, two we have or three meals are given <laughs> we had a vendor Ooh. bring us pecan pie oh Hey. I like that. Yeah, it was kind no, of cool. I love I love that of like no men would if they didn't have to like look nice around us like they would just sit around and just. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Fl- just, oh, I love just, him. He looks so disgusting, and just like watching him, go, I'm just like, oh god. It's just the epitome of Frank, right it's there. The, it's, it's him at his finest, most definitely. Um, also, oh no, this is skipping too far ahead. Never mind. We we'll get the giant it. Mickey hands going by in the background, which even when I was there, they're greens those hands. Yeah. But when I watch it every time, I'm like, oh, did they do like a Mickey Mouse sketch yes. with yellow? <laughs> oh wait, they're greens those hands. Yes. Weirdo hands. Where we meet Mr. David Schwimmer as Ugh. Jared as Jared. <laughs> Green so that Hillary Clinton Jared Laszlo ad Hillary Clinton wants to make a homosexual <laughs> army homosexual army what does that mean for my family <laughs> oh my god no uh oh it's so painful one of my favorite things I'm not a Ross lover on friends but one of my favorite things oh, no. is David Schwimmer is just like his physicality is so great and it makes me laugh so much <laughs> and so like him being this character where like that's all he has to really do is just like like be weird and like yeah. say we- it's so great just like how serious he takes his acting and like 
just like the whole story arc of Green Zone just like makes me laugh so much. I love the idea of them being like, all right, David Schwimmer, we want you to be on the show. You're going to be like this, this green guy. You kind of go crazy. Like, All right, cool. And at the end, you're going to meet Al Gore. Sweet. And you're going to be in this ridiculous Peter Pan Pokemon costume. Yeah. Just like the whole okay. time. <laughs> this is how I'm going to meet him. I know. Just the whole time. <laughs> oh, my goodness. See, that's interesting. So I'm a really big Schwimmer is actually my favorite. Per- uh, Ross is my favorite character on Friends. I love because I think for me, the thing that makes Ross unique and we don't have to go fully into this but the thing that makes Ross really unique because Matthew Perry gets all the best lines he's yes. the best written character yeah, yeah. but I feel like David Schwimmer gets sometimes often the worst lines and the roughest up, and he is the funniest to me because it's so much what he brings to the table yes as an actor so I will watch I watched him did y'all watch the people versus OJ Simpson oh of course oh my goodness oh yeah we're supposed to watch we're that. supposed to that's watch what that. happened I remember now I'm gonna glare at you um <laughs> he is so that scene where he's crying yes. to uh to uh not Kendall Jenner. No. Kylie, whatever. Chris, you know, Chris, Chris Jenner. Damn it. I need to sleep more. <laughs> Chris Jenner, when he's crying, I was just like, I was crying. I was like, oh my gosh, he feels this so deeply. I will root for David Schwimmer in anything, which is why it's really weird. I've been starting to listen to interviews of him. He is the calmest, most like, yeah. Yeah. He's really like low key. It's really strange because I find him to be the most enigmatic person on screen. Yeah. I think, and I think his deal too, right, is that he's, um, He's like a theater guy. Mm-hmm. Like he was like in a theater in Chicago and then they were like, come on, audition for the sitcom. And then suddenly he's on Friends, you know, like, mm-hmm. and as soon as Friends was done, I think he went back to Chicago and was like, okay, I'm like at this theater and stuff, you know, like, and yeah. it's like, mm-hmm. you're David, you're David Schwimmer, like post Friends. And you're like, yeah, but like the theater, you know, like, it's like a weird. So I think he is just like, I think that's why he's so talented. Like he's trained like from the Classic theater train, yeah way. and like so he can like have all these different like mm-hmm. like levels yeah. of wackiness exactly you know? and i think that's why he is so, the physicality is so real for yeah. him because he's a theater actor yes. um he brings a physicality to everything he's in that i always really really appreciate yeah. he uses space he does his space work is excellent <laughs> but i just always really enjoy that particularly with friends that show is so well directed yes. and so well utilized it, it's so many sitcoms i watch and are people just standing and talking it's, and then yeah. they stand over here and they talk then they stand over there yeah. and they talk um <laughs> and it gets really really boring it's so, so funny but you're right he's so, oh my gosh he just kills it on this i loved liz's reaction when greenzo walks in he's like and greenzo and she goes ah! like her response, <laughs> yeah. because i had that response we did a, a fire extinguisher safety training at work this week because we do quarterly safety trainings and i i got into the meeting late and i opened the conference room door and shut it and as soon as the door shut they were doing the powerpoint presentation and there were sound effects in the powerpoint presentation <laughs> i went ah! <laughs> I looked around me and I'm like, I'm so sorry. This is great. We've all continue. Done it. Like so I could and there was comic sans in it too. Like there were just oh, so many things with this. I know how to use a fire extinguisher though. Mm. <laughs> I like when she says, You're saying gig a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I got a gig. You just haven't had a gig in a while. I got a gig. <laughs> Although I did like I was trying to think like uh so this is three years after Friends ended that he yeah. did this. So I didn't I didn't know if it was like, oh like it's been three years since he's been on TV. I don't know. Is it? Right. Did you do anything else in between? I don't know. I don't Not know. really. I don't think so, yeah. No, he was pretty... I think you're right. I think he directed Nita because he did Run Fat by Run. Yeah. I don't know what year that was, though. That might have been too, That might have been a little later. But I want to say, this is the first time we get to hear Werewolf Bar Mitzvah. Yes. yes. Spooky, Spooky, scary. Yes. I was really excited because I didn't realize that. I'd never noticed it. But then that mm-hmm. party with Kenneth, yep. every single one of those parties looks delightful. Oh, I don't my know God. Why anyone I love So it. I was trying to Ugh. figure out what the theme of the first... I couldn't know if the first one was a birthday because <laughs> I wrote Carnival Music, maybe it's a birthday party, 
Kenneth is home playing the organ and still has on his NBC pin. Oh, right. <laughs> and then the next one was Kenneth looking. He's kind of looks like a barbershop quartet guy listening to hoedown music. And there are cactuses and sombreros. Maybe it's Cinco de Mayo. And then Halloween with Liz's Harry yeah. Potter and Kenneth is Austin Powers. Is she? Oh, she is Harry Potter. I was. Yeah. I yeah. forgot. I flipped them in my brain for a sec. Oh, no. He is. I just love he's like a retired politician that he still wears the NBC pin when he's yes. home in a polo. Like yes. he's got that like classic thing where he's like, I still represent. Yes. Which yeah, really that's always what on. his deal is. Mm. One of my that's favorite so discoveries about Grizzen.com is that they're the biggest gossips. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. it. And I think the nicest thing ever, which it's not right after that, but is the nice thing that's ever said about Josh is like, he'll finally think we're cool. Yeah. Like that they clearly love Josh. I'm like, nobody else loves Josh. I in love this that show. detail so much. <laughs> it's so weird because like, it's so opposite in any other world it'd be like josh is trying to impress uh grizz and talk oh hey i need more tea the, josh is trying to impress yes. you think he'd want to impress grizz and yes. yeah. but no it's the other way also i love that they had to go to a fallout boy to impress him right? boy. not ti oh he's like so nah, i don't really like ti josh is disappointing in every single uh, way i i love the game of telephone that happens with this yes. thing where then like you know, Jack doesn't want to go to the thing. Tracy isn't going to go to the thing. And then they're like, wait, what? What's going on? Boxing, boxing. I love boxing, boxing. Includes my two favorite things. Boxing Which, and referees. Um, T.I. did go to high school in Atlanta, Georgia. I assumed that, actually, when I heard that. I was like, I bet he did go to high school like where near where Kenneth was. Yes. Well, because also Stone Mountain Wright is where donald glover's from yeah. that's why it's, it's donald glover's from uh and that's it's it a suburb of atlanta i don't know i would assume so i mean maybe not because of the cult that kenneth was in but still the cult. I would assume, whatever he was like involved with when they talk about his home um, life this did this was a weird like oh i've been incepted by 30 rock thing where um when Jack hears about T.I. and he's like, he says whatever his name. Texas and Bob Logan from Texas, Texas Instruments. <laughs> that joke is so, so good. <laughs> Wait, that joke is so good. Like the only thing. Okay. The only thing that I've ever done that has gone viral <laughs> involves T.I. And comparing that to calculators. No <laughs> way. Instruments. Please explain. Yeah, because I used to, I wrote on the second season of Kathy Griffin's talk show called Kathy that was on Bravo. Okay. Mm-hmm. This was in January of 2013. Uh, let's say I was like, um, so like four years ago, I, um, we, we would do these like joke lower thirds for our guests. So like TI was coming on. And so we would pitch a bunch just a ton of like ti and then we'd give him like a fake you know oh, okay. attribution of like <laughs> whatever it was and so for lots of people like we had chelsea handler on and i kept pitching not elizabeth banks which is obviously <laughs> also a joke that is made on 30 rock uh-huh. which i'm i'm just like i can't, i'm not original is basically what i'm saying but my ti one that made it on it said ti and then it said not affiliated with the calculators <laughs> and it went like viral like the screenshot of that no one knows like that is from kathy or like obviously who wrote it but like i see it pop up all the time it like popped up on one of those like you know instagrams like last year it was on college humor like at the time when it happened and i was like and watching this episode now i was like Oh my God! Did <laughs> I got this from Thirty Rock. <laughs> like I know that I independently made the connection. I know that I independently was yeah, like, "Oh yeah, yeah. Ti eighty nine. I used to have that computer. I'm gonna write this." Right. But then I was like, 
oh my god but they make this joke on 30 rock like, another similarity between you and tina yeah and i was like i'm such a hack this is awful like this is my one claim to fame and no one even knows that it's me and it's like it's it's actually just a tina fey ripoff like i mean i already knew my whole life was gonna be a tina fey ripoff and then like having this specific i was like oh my god well what's really great is people probably watch 30 rock now and they're like oh my gosh it's just like that kathy griffith joke <laughs> and like they go backwards i bet too which you they're should like, feel good me. about <laughs> that's really really interesting oh my god i just couldn't can we talk about the fact that all the women are super into greenzo yeah. And what is that about? Like, Sari is like hard. Like, you could tell someone, like, the director went, Sari, you're into Greenzo. Because she doesn't just, like, check him out. She just keeps going up uh-huh. and down. And it, and and it wasn't, so funny. like, discussed. It's just in the background. Yeah. And then he comes and sits next to Jenna, and Jenna's doing the same thing. Like, it's, it's bizarre. So just the way she great. pets his hand. Yes. It's so, <laughs> that giant hand. It's so great. It's so ridiculous. Although, we, we get, like, I didn't realize, I wasn't. I didn't remember liking this episode as much as I did. And then as really? I was, yeah, I don't know why, but then I was going through and I always like highlight the lines that I like and everything Greenzo says just kills yeah. me. Ugh. I think it's the best thing. I just like, do you ever take your costume? Do you ever take off yours? And then just the being like, did he just talk to me? Like I'm ugly. Yeah. Where else is Greenzo going to dance? Right? <laughs> oh my gosh. That penguin joke that we would is like, you just killed a penguin. This penguin. Yeah. Like, he just carries around. That's a thing though. Did you guys, do you guys ever read Gizmodo? Mm, I, I do it for research purposes. Sometimes every now and then they have a science article. That's like really useful yeah. to me. But, um, they did an article, probably a month ago that still like has shattered me where it was like see how much or like this is the exact amount of the arctic you have personally have melted and that was it there was no like so stop doing this or like turn your air conditioner right, off it was just like, like you did this much ice is gone because of you personally Holy and cow. i was just like <laughs> oh my god no and it was like the most horrifying unsuccessful tactic because i was like i don't know how to fix this right right. what can i do i'm gonna just keep washing my dishes for too much like i don't i don't know like what am i but it felt like that greenzo joke where it was just like you personally are killing the earth right (laughs) oh i felt it so strongly um i love also the running gag of um greenzo being on meredith on the today yes, show and mary calling her mary uh i i worked at who wants to be a millionaire for a while when meredith fira was the host and like i so i just like love seeing her anywhere yeah i think she's like a delightful person yeah you had a good experience that's she's awesome really funny and like i was just like oh it's so sweet i forgot that like she was like being asked to like go film 30 right. Rock, like, <laughs> she was gone this for time you know they all did they took advantage of all of those shows around them so well yeah. between that and then when brian williams starts showing up more yeah, and more. Hour for forever. yes oh, it's, it's so, so perfect and i want to say lester holt is that who it is? Who's like Tracy Jordan, the Black Crusaders? Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah, Lester yeah, Hull? yeah. Yeah, Okay, right. got that name. I only Good know because I keep doing impressions of him on SNL lately because he did all the debates. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, we learned that two of Pete's kids' names are Robert and Jack, which I was wondering if that was a Robert Carlock and Jack, and Jack. Burdett. Yep. Yeah. That's totally what that like, is, oh, actually. Like that. That's totally what it is. Oh, I, I wrote down this quote from Greenzo when he's... When Liz is going to write the sketches, and then he's like, yeah, I'd actually like to sit in to make sure you get the Greenzo voice right. It's wry and wise, but also very sexual. <laughs> and then 
he looks at Jenna and looks sexual. right over at her. I just she's forgot so about that. It made me laugh so much. And that works on Jenna. Like, I do not yeah. understand Jenna's sexuality at all. It completely <laughs> works. She has that thing with, like, extras. It's like a power yep, thing. Yep. But she's just so into that, yep. um, which I really, really enjoy. I know we, we kind of went past this, but I want to touch on it. I love that moment with Jenna. She goes, hey, Siri, what's going on this weekend? Oh, are, beer, are bare feet in now? Or do you just not have your shoes yeah. on? Yes. And then it immediately cuts to her feet yes. on the floor barefoot, like, in the elevator. And Please respect up. celebrity privacy. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. God. That moment is so wonderful. Which is such a shame that she acts that way because that is Don Geis's assistant. Yeah. You just you never shit on the uh, assistant. Yep. It, never, it never pays off for you. After, I wrote down right after the Siri barefoot joke. And then I wrote T.I. joke. And then I wrote, I'm only nine minutes into the episode. <laughs> like, I was, like, really, like, I was having, like, like a lot of, like, I was, like, I can't believe this is going on. Like, this is, it's just, it's so funny because it's so packed. Like, it's so jam-packed with stuff. I mean, yeah. that sequence alone, right? We talked about the game of telephone. But the way it's written where it's mm-hmm. literally, you're right, it's not only there's a joke, but there's a visual joke. Mm-hmm. And though each one, and each one is so amazingly written to each of those characters. That is something yeah. Jenna would do. Yep. And that's what I think just really impresses me this sh- uh, about this show, is they just so keep true to these characters and develop yeah. them in a way that really makes sense in such tiny moments. And it, it hits me as like, it, it pretty much is like magic. I don't understand yep. mm-hmm. how they I do agree. it so uh, perfectly. Siri, when she's like, can my four hot cousins come she's like oh they get so they drunk get so like, i will die a thousand deaths before i let you down then, oh, oh my gosh she's so good also those cousins all right do either of you have experience in either german or dutch no no uh, I, why did i study french because it when she says ich ben i'm uh, like uh, horny. one of the words it, it's it's uh, it's correct except for the word that they use for horny is like slang or something it's not act or it's well, not, I mean, it would or, be slang it's either slang or it's something that's like gibberish or something like that's that word's not correct but the rest of it is because it, it sounded like german to me and i was that, like i thought it was in german because well, they didn't have you know what's funny is i thought it was german at first too and then i was laughing because kenneth knows german mm-hmm. and so oh, i right. love the idea i wish like if it had been german i hope that like his cheeks would have yeah. like gone red or something like, <laughs> that just makes me what did she say i'm so horny to be here yeah, yeah. i'm so horny just to be in new york <laughs> just so ridiculous ridiculous it's so <laughs> ridiculous but it probably is dutch dutch is like german i know this is a stupid hill to die on but i was like that sounds like Ger-. only because i know that john f kennedy story where he said ich ben i'm berliner totally, totally. And he said uh, i am a jelly donut that's the only thing i think about yeah <laughs> you might be being sarcastic i can't tell no, but, that not, no. <laughs> but that is true for when me when i hear that phrase like that's the only thing i could think about <laughs> i'm like Ugh. my only experiences of german are is that story with john f kennedy and then christoph waltz yeah that's my knowledge of german yeah, yeah, is yeah. anything he's done right oh my goodness just him in general mm-hmm. um i also i know we passed it a long time ago but that harvey lemmings joke always oh uh, yeah <laughs> asian harvey, harvey lemmings he never misses a party you, he, he's not a real person <laughs> but then you later he's him. like call my lawyer yeah, agent yeah. Harvey Lemmings. <laughs> oh my goodness it's so funny and it's such an agent name too harvey, know, harvey lemmings. lemmings it's so perfect like there's just there's a million things going on in this episode <laughs> right. because it never stops we're talking about Greenzo, but we're also we have the party that's going on and then we also have pete and paula uh-huh. and then it's just like everything like converges like the only way that this episode could like converge more exactly is if Greenzo was at kind of that's party. what i was exactly. just wondering i don't think he's at the party right? no he's yeah. not 
You know, because like that's when he's gone rogue and he's already oh, like, yeah. he's just like going crazy. He would have mattered all the. It would actually would have been like, really easy to have him at the party with how ripped up he is, with ever, how everyone else is really ripped up. It almost would have yeah. made sense. For all we know, he was, and they just cut like a moment yeah. to the scene. Yeah, because it's not necessary. But no, and that's the thing for me with this show is, it's so easy to have your A plot, B plot, and C plot, and your B and C to just not be quite as interesting, and that's like acceptable. But mm-hmm. the C for me, I'm always like, oh, I like the A plot, but then the C plot wins me at the yep. end. This Kenneth's party is probably one of my favorite like so plots. that's afterwards where they're all in there and Kenneth just starts I just a plot clapping yes. is the best oh, anytime my they're together they're all together and like kind of like reviewing what just happened or something just like you so rarely see this whole cast together doing one thing and when you do like when you bring Jack in with like those guys it's yeah. so great i know his interactions whenever he's in the room with the writers particularly all those dudes yes. just so like pale in comparison yes, <laughs> yes. it's so perfect I, but <laughs> I love how crazy Greenzo gets, like when he says, um, if there were money in the future instead of just <laughs> us, can you fire out the wind? Can you fire a hurricane? We're that developing that technology. <laughs> like, like Jack, we're working on that. That beautiful, surreal moment where they have like a giant fan on him yes. and he just starts blowing. I yes. love when Greenzo walks into Jack's office and he's like, hey, and he just like collapses onto the chair. Like, <laughs> yes. what's up? This is me. Oh my God. He reminds me very much of like a 90s cartoon character like you would get in like um, uh, Fat Albert where he's just like, hey, kid. I'm cool and he like sits yeah. funny yeah. Like he is a cartoon <laughs> yeah he is just a cartoon and it's really really lovely this is also like that party I think this is is correct me if I'm wrong is this when we set up like the Liz Grizz and Dot it, yes. Yes, 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 it yes. is this is the beginning of Liz and Grizz which really survives in some ways it's, through it's, the whole show yeah, the whole yeah, thing yeah. it's so great it's so absolutely charming it's such a weird should, dynamic Jenna where it's like, like I, before today I had never seen Grizz or Dot Com cry <laughs> and Jenna's just like patting him <laughs> like, like yeah. not his shoulder it's like his chest yeah, with those so giant glasses and that huge water yes. bottle too yes. just like the most like celebrity like britney after a night out like imagery i've ever seen oh my goodness oh my god i wrote in all caps stop having sex in slash on other people's things (laughs) i'm just like stop it like like a good rule in general i think so it's a good rule of thumb let's back up to how she gets here with that amazing line that again my life is just always realizing how much i relate to liz lemon more than i used to that bit was like ah you jag i just bought this dress like eight years ago (laughs) oh my god and then his whole thing where he calls it the earth's blood yeah like, uh, like I, and that just makes me think of it like the blood cookie and then we got a cup of blood like, yes this is it is really gross because it's like that dark coffee mm-hmm. oh, it's it really gross um, i also look because i'm weird like that 160 riverside drive is 3.3 miles from 30 rock so she could very easily run home on like her lunch break yeah she, she definitely could well it's so um, it's practical Yep, I get it. Did, I think they actually that apartment that they like use. It's near where she actually lives. Like they use something oh, very okay. similar to her funny. actual thing. I thought I. I think I read that's that somewhere. funny. It's like very yeah, similar. Yeah, she'd have a very easy subway ride uh, to and fro. Yeah, I bet that would be. Mm-hmm. Um, we have two more hats from Frank. We have Frank. He's got <laughs> lips. And then he's got Half Centaur. Half Centaur is actually probably one of my favorite hats he oh ever has. Because it's half so centaur. funny. Um, also, I'm a Harry Potter fan, so I'm yes. into that. Do I, we? Oh, so sorry. I was picturing Half Centaur, though, in reverse. Like a horse head and a man body. Oh, you just body. like bojacked him. Oh, yeah. That's what it is, huh? <laughs> yeah. That's true. Um, What the heck is Tooth wearing to that party? Oh, my God. Oh, I, I didn't love even love it, though. It's like... <laughs> this is always what happens. I know. I don't ever pay attention to like, what anyone's wearing. I'm like... Although I did notice at one point I like a dress that Liz is wearing in either this one or the next one. He's but. wearing like a like a pastel like 
golf outfit maybe <laughs> he's got like a newsboy cap he's got a purple bow tie he's in a white shirt with suspenders and yeah. i don't know what the pants are i think they're like short pants that's why i was thinking golf <laughs> yeah or maybe I think it's so. just like a general like newsies outfit it looks like sunday going yeah, it's like newsies meets sunday church yeah yeah <laughs> it is the funny it's his party outfit it's amazing it's ridiculous i just love all the time these moments we just get this of like how does tooth view tooth view the world it's amazing and it's absolutely perfect um i did notice that because you know they go through all the ti's me their fallout boy all this thing these things that they do say like the harlem globetrotters that is one thing that is true because a harlem globetrotter does end up showing up at the party i love yes, that thing right. that's one bit of truth finds out globetrotter yes <laughs> does that name mean, mean nothing, nothing to you, you? <laughs> his like look of shame as he looks yes. down too oh my god um, jack's hair the next yeah. day it's so perfect oh my gosh and i found some random article on something that they said that this is um they call it the entrance after danger hair <laughs> and this guy fiddleman he coined the phrase uh talking about lucille ball how every time like some like after something happens off screen that's really crazy she'd come back on her hair would just oh, be crazy that's really that interesting. that's what it was relating that it was mirroring or doing an homage to the funny the lucille ball like oh my gosh like oh, his like basically his hair has wide eyes funny that's really true about her too it of course it went back to lucille ball yes she's the mother of us all and his hair plays such a big role in the next episode yes as well. yes <laughs> no, his hair actually plays a big role just throughout the series it's very truthfully. true especially like later when he comes back and his hair is like dark black and i'm like <laughs> okay i know Alec, <laughs> let's calm down here okay i know every now yeah i always wondered why he dyed it so because he's like one of those guys he will he ages beautifully like just he go looks great i'm like just have kind of gray hair Silver like, salt and pepper is all right yeah salt and pepper mana whatever that but then he married that much younger French woman word is when he's dating avery and she she writes oh, him a mon, note that's oh like, mon, mon, uh, crap, what did she say mm. my mon salt to pair or whatever yeah. it is something like that and yeah, he's yeah, like yeah. which means my salt and pepper like whatever. yes that's right but he started I, dating that younger woman Yes. And I think in real life, and I think that I think that's why, yeah. Um, that yoga. That's when he got skinny in like yeah. season five, too. Yeah. Started doing yoga. <laughs> it's real awkward. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the whole episode ends with Al Gore. <laughs> yeah. Showing up. Yeah. That moment. <laughs> it was actually really funny watching this episode, like, in the current world yeah <laughs> it is really strange how much it like it, it it's like a smaller they're dealing with smaller versions of like this the the implications of what they're talking about are very real right yes. now yes mm. does this oh the next one has the really funny john mccain joke yes 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 i was like is it this one no everything one. is so like accurate and i'm like this episode is what from 10 years ago like mm-hmm. you know it's like it's crazy it's absolutely crazy can we talk about some of the stuff we see at that party though because i find it amazing go for it um liz vomiting and then eating immediately afterwards <laughs> nope. like some projectile vomiting <laughs> on that guy and then that guy i can't tell if he's trying to shake it off or he just keeps dancing it's one of the two whatever yeah. that guy is in like the wookie costume or gorilla costume and then i think sari punches someone is that sari yes maybe i didn't see that bless sari um and then i love i, I it's such a it's such a simple joke but then that like reveal of jonathan with the word tool written on his head yes. <laughs> it's so good uh, it's so good <laughs> But no, that's sorry. Back to the Al Gore moment. Quiet. A whale oh, is whale. in trouble. A whale. And then I know he does. He does the whale yes, thing, doesn't he? Does. he? Uh, whale. And then the final so line of just, oh boy, 
this earth is ruined. Got to get a new yeah, one. Yeah. Earth is ruined. Oh, my goodness. Oh, the levels of meta. I know it's so cheesy to say, but the levels of meta in that last five yes. minutes are so absolutely perfect. Well, it's and so just great. like that he got Al Gore there under the uh, pretense <laughs> of the garbage car. Yes, <laughs> garbage car's not ready yet, but why don't you throw in some green tights and tell kids how big business is good for the environment? Yes. <laughs> it's so interesting to see Jack's like... Pr- they always do such an interesting job with Jack representing the conservative because it's always super half-heartedly, obviously, because mm-hmm. Alec Baldwin's not into it. But I'm really intrigued with Jack, what he's saying about um, how big business should solve. And there, yes. I find it really interesting because I get... <laughs> I don't know. I think it's a really interesting political argument, which is what Al Gore is trying to say in that episode, too. It's like, we'll have someone making a passion argument yeah. on primetime yeah. television. <laughs> but I just, I'm always intrigued with how Alec plays a conservative. Because every now and then he says things that I'm like, all right, that's not too crazy. And then he just goes really far. I'm like, oh, yeah. no. Oh, no. I don't hmm. Any favorite lines? I mean, there's so many great lines in this episode. I'm mean, all of Greens. I was like, I just wish my mom were still alive so I could rub it in her <laughs> fat face. Yeah. <laughs> that line. Or Kenneth, I hope you're ready to party like it's 1999, which according to my Bible will be in seven years. <laughs> <laughs> That's such, did you feel the realness of that joke too? Oh, for sure. Because no, yeah. there's some, I, I, uh, who did I grow up with where basically they're like, actually, because there's actually a seven year difference to some people, mm-hmm. right? I can't remember. It's uh, like a, I think it's a messianic thing or something where like the, the dates are actually different. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. That was just, it's a very real thing. I remember growing up with that idea. <laughs> that was a, I feel like yeah. it was a little weird. Um, I really, again, I love that joke. It's like, we have no, with, uh, save the earth. Yeah, no, so we can drain it for, uh, drain its resources. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which is very, very accurate. Like a, let's have a little less yakety yak and a little more clackety clack. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, Bob Locum, Texas Instruments, probably honestly quiet a whale is in trouble. I remember thinking, <laughs> I'm like 15 years old and thinking, that's the funniest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, that Al Gore is a superhero yes. who starts undressing as he runs. Yes. Very much starting to pull apart it's his clothing. so great. <laughs> I, we do need a superhero that just tries to save whales. Right? No, I'd be so. We need that. Al Gore to just do that. <laughs> He's the only one who's going to. He's the only right? one who's going to. Him and Tip. Oh Isn't that what his wife's name? Tip. Tipper. Yeah. Yeah. Tipper. There we go. I. Oh, sorry. No, my grandmother loved Tipper Gore. Yeah. She ran into her in an airport <laughs> once in Whoa. like '93. Assaulted her. <laughs> made her take a picture with her you should put it on pantsuit nation it is oh my god i should (laughs) i really should you should they love it an amazing photograph it is my favorite photo of my grandmother is your grandma just like beaming like i found her (laughs) delighted she is the happiest person you've ever seen how does tipper look in the photo tipper looks good okay she's gonna do it cool she's like a little she's like i'm being a tipper does it for those moments to see women be really excited but still that's i'm sure every now and then at an airport in particular you're like it must have been 95 maybe god it was sometime right smack in the 90s it was it is a fantastic photo that's adorable All right, that's everything I got for this episode. I think I think I'm, I'm trying to think. Of, there are just so many freaking good, good job. Leave all the lights on for the invisible people. <laughs> <laughs> you know what else dick. takes a long time to reboot the, like, the Earth or whatever he says, or uh, the rest of the line where it's like Bob Logan protects instruments and, and Jonathan's like, oh my goodness, and he's like, duh, Jonathan, thanks. I think I should try and go. Like just yeah. him being like a little like bratty I girl. <laughs> love when Jack is a bratty. Girl. Yes. Oh, I know he he switches from being so. Serious serious to being so childish very quickly yes. and it's always like a really easy trope they go and it always works for me it's a lot in the next episode too mm-hmm. all right cool i That's think my, that does you, it for did you say a favorite line unless I feel like I said a million favorite lines during, and now I don't have any more. That's fair. I think all of them, though. All of them? Cool. All of the lines. Good choice. I appreciate (laughs) that choice. Sweet. Okay. Okay, 
It's really dry out. Yep. All right, cool. Um, our next episode that we're going to talk about is Somebody to Love, which I've just had that song in my head yeah. since I broke down that title at one point. To uh-huh. love. What do you sing? Is that the end of the song? Is that what you're doing? Yeah. You didn't say the word somebody, and I'm like, what song is this that you're singing? I was trying to do the, but thing is, I'm not as good of a singer as Freddie Mercury, mm-hmm. so I didn't hit those notes perfectly. <laughs> do you know what I think of, though, is what? I think of Ella Enchanted and Anne Hathaway having to sing that song in, like, oh. the Giants place. That is actually the second time I've talked about that movie this week, because we were talking about the path, and I'm like, Hugh Dancy from Ella Enchanted. <laughs> No, all the men in the room just looked at me like I was crazy. Like, what is this movie you speak From of? Ellen Enchanted. Uh, oh my goodness. Um, air date for this episode was November fifteenth, two thousand seven. Director was Beth McCarthy Miller, Duh. and writer Get was K. Cannon. Oh, okay. Wasn't it K. and Tina? Yeah, but you just not Tina, say Tina anymore. Tina ends up gets getting is like listed on like every episode. Oh, that's sometimes fair. I say her name. I guess sometimes it's her show. She's it's a uh, it's there. Um, <laughs> recap: Liz fears for the country's safety because of a new neighbor. Jack starts up a new controversial relationship, and the Shineheart Wig Company creates some Oompa Loompas. I love Liz Lemon's racism. I, I was <laughs> going to say a variation of the same thing. Like, I love that she is so flawed. Like, she's so wrong and bad, and like. I like that. I like that that's okay. And like, and I like people that people are just bad people. I'm yeah. Like, right. And I like that they paint her racism. It's a racism that's very relatable, weirdly, because it's not like this blatant. No, it is. Because we all have our moments where we yeah. judge and we stereotype. And I love it's the kind of racism. It's not like she just hates these people who look like this, you know, not that boring, not that like just stupid, nonsensical. Yeah. It's a kind that's actually kind of embedded and comes from fear. And it's one that's weirdly relatable because I think we all struggle with it to some extent. And I extent. think she doesn't like even. Like, you can tell in this episode, like, she doesn't know that she's doing it necessarily. Yeah. I, I asked like, that black guy if he'd seen Sideways. <laughs> like, that is my favorite <laughs> joke. I think about that quote all the time. And I forgot it, and then I watched this, and I'm like, that's the funniest thing You know thing I don't I've make assumptions heard. about race. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It is my favorite thing that's my favorite thing oh my goodness no i love that joke so much but since i didn't mean to interrupt you i just love that line and that conjecture so much no it's so great but like you know she doesn't she doesn't even think that she's being racist you know which i think is good it's like an interesting way to tell that story you know like it's an interesting way to be like hey here is a thing she's not doing the right thing but we're going to tell this this way from her perspective, you know? Like, yeah. And at least it's not like she saw a Middle Eastern guy and automatically made an assumption. It was like she met him, got a weird vibe. He wouldn't shake her hand, saw the maps on the wall. Like there was a, a, a hat. <laughs> like that one. It's so, I I love, but, it's like point. <laughs> but it's such a true point because it, it, what it's all about is the fact that like if she, anyone else were doing those things, she wouldn't have jumped. Oh, but because she yeah. was afraid and she sees it. I mean, another thing is she's an unreliable narrator and we're seeing it from her perspective. Mm-hmm. So it paints it that way but it also says i mean that is how everyone has was feeling at that time and we've been talking about this weirdly i think like these past two years more than like the years before um are much more like those first few years of 30 rock because that was so fresh out of fresh enough out of 9-11 and now we're kind of back in those feelings so many of these jokes make even more sense now Mm -hmm. than they would have like five years ago when her saying and i'm a white lady like i say (laughs) all the time like i'm just very i think i'm very aware of my white privilege like i was like when pokemon go was like such a huge thing i was like trying to get to a gym and i was like i think it's in the middle of this hotel i'm just gonna walk in there (laughs) and i just like walked in there and just started walking around the hotel and i was like 
I understand, like to myself, yeah. I'm like, I understand that I am exercising a lot of white privilege right now. <laughs> Being a weirdo, like staring at my right. phone, like walking around a hotel, like trying to see if I'm, you know, and no one said anything to me. And I just, if, if anyone yeah. had said anything, I would have been like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm playing this game. Like, ugh. and they would have been like, okay, whatever. Right. Bye. No, I completely <laughs> agree with that. And I've always experienced that too. I have a tendency, like, when when it's like can I or can I not get into this my my I always jump to like let's try the worst thing that happens they get mad I'm like oh my gosh I'm so sorry I got a little turned around no one's gonna get mad at me totally. I look I'm they can assume I look harmless and totally. I might not be but it's really easy to assume but then I could be like that crazy astronaut lady who had diapers yeah. <laughs> she had a plan she had diapers she had a plan she had a plan <laughs> oh I love that joke but no I just I don't know I'd be curious what you think about this because we've talked about it the um the fact that kind of Tina Fey and Robert Carlock both every now and then get some flock for the how they deal with race and racial differences yeah. and i'm really split because i like the kind of conversations they start but also i'm not the person who would be offended by their jokes right. so i don't know what are your feelings yeah, on this because they get kind of they get kind of controversial they weirdly. do i think that's how i think that's i think that's what it is it's like if you're telling me you're offended by something then i have to be like okay i I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, yeah. I can't, I, I can't feel that offense mm -hmm. like as truthfully or something. And I think it's more like, yeah, I think it's more like showing flawed characters or showing like something that is messed up. Like, I think they are usually always doing it in a way where that is the joke. Like mm -hmm. them being like messed up and saying something messed up is the joke. So to me, that makes sense and that's saying something rather than just making it the joke like that is the basis of like comedy or yeah, whatever you know yeah. like so i have trouble with it sometimes because i'm like i they are not it's not a it's not being racist it's literally like making fun of that you know yeah it's bringing it to light it's yeah that. it's being intentional they're trying to start a conversation right. and have a conversation and not in a way that uh, pushes people away so i don't know i find them interesting in how they do this me too yeah. yeah and i think i like that they are willing to maybe make mistakes right they're mm -hmm. the people i would trust to make some mistakes and push things there's some people yeah. who do not have not earned that right same same <laughs> yeah. same same yeah i just am like this is a different thing than like i can't even think of something that would be <laughs> racist but you know like it's different i don't know it's like different kinds of jokes it's not like in some dumb comedy or something mm -hmm. i don't know mm -hmm. it's like done with thought behind it like right. yeah. it's not done as like an offhanded joke you know like this is going to offend somebody it's like yeah. if it offends somebody it's it's intentional to get them to think about it like it's not yeah like it, everything is just so intentional it's hard to be like no that's just wrong i don't know i think i think you're right i think when sometimes people make jokes and it's thoughtless that it yeah. can be really hurtful and again they come from a very diverse writers room. they have a very diverse writers room they have a lot of people of different perspectives yeah. pointing into the show so it gives them a little more of a like right to play with stuff versus if it was like an all like an all white male writers right room. it's like they can ask them like is this an okay to line to toe like right. is it mm -hmm. yeah it's it's just a tricky thing but i so appreciate that they go there and we talk about this all the time but it's because mm -hmm. i'm also dealing with my like this is a, this weirdly rewatching this has helped me process things that i'm seeing yeah. in the world and my own feelings about things yeah. so it's been kind of nice but man i just love how racist little lemon is well and i think it helps too a lot whereas like i think we'll say something and not realize and come across as racist but as soon as somebody else says it you get it and so you might watch this and say oh i've said that 
that does not sound right. Like that comes across the wrong yeah. way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It holds a mirror up to society. Ooh. Record for world's <laughs> biggest mirror. Oh, I love that joke. This cold open is probably one of my favorite cold opens <laughs> oh they do. So good. It's so layered. I, w- I say this all the time, but I want, this is one of those jokes where I want to see how it would have progressed. Cause I'm sure they're talking like, oh, we'll do this thing where it's a scare and it takes 10 seconds. So they use this rerun thing to fill that time yes. so you can mm-hmm. wait and you're watching something. Oh, man, so it's funny. I was looking up trying to, it's like, I guess this is actually a thing that every now and then New York smells like maple syrup. Yeah. It's just like is that an real? actual thing. Yeah, I've heard of that. I've never experienced it. I remember once, right around this time, actually, probably, uh, like being there and there was a weird smell and then finding out it was like right before I saw this episode for the first time, probably. <laughs> and then finding out that it was, it was like from Jersey, like the wind pattern or something. Yeah. There's, I found like a couple of like forums from like back from January of 2009. Where yeah. It's been almost 24 hours since the intoxicating overwhelming scent of maple syrup assaulted New York's assaulted. Yeah. Our, our, our smells. And then and how you know, aggressive this, this maple sixth, smell, the sixth time the smell is struck. It's unclear. And it says the office of emergency management told us that there were 37 calls to three one one between 9 PM and midnight to talk oh, about interesting. it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, it, it is something that I've experienced. Like I remember experience wing once like, <laughs> and then like hearing that it was a thing that happens. Um, sometimes it's, it's like a, for how I met your mother from Dosa Triplo. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dosa yeah. Triplo. Mm. It is interesting. North Racks, that name. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Right. It's so good. Also, do you guys see what the book that Jack's reading is? Yes. <laughs> Republican Way of Life. <laughs> which, is not, which is not a real book. I tried to find it. <laughs> it's just so uh, good. I just love when he's like, yeah, I get my hair cut every two days. Yeah. <laughs> your hair is your head suit. Your yes, that great suit. line. No one is bitchier <laughs> than conservative men, Lemon. <laughs> Duh. Um, and then you get the I'm going to invent tonight thrown by John McCain and Jack Bauer. I don't think he's real. Oh, I assure you. <laughs> John McCain, McCain is very real. real. <laughs> I wrote down a quote after that that I can't read. Oh. It says, I will find your pants. I will find, your, find pants. your pants. I will release your pants. They cost $2,500. I will find, find your, your pants. pants. <laughs> That's what it was. That's why I wrote it down. That's what yep. it is. It looks like the word final. I have terrible hands. Oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Martha, what was that like? Martha Stewart showing us that I was doing all the things wrong. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so accurate. <laughs> but I really enjoy. I love it. So we get Fred Armisen in this episode. Oh, he's so good Fred at Armisen it too. Fred Armisen who just plays any race. Right. Like, yeah. They're just like, I don't know. He's Fred the Catherine Zeta Jones of Jones of comedy. <laughs> you know? It's just like, oh, okay, whatever. You can just be that. I love Liz being like Raheem, that's my mother's name. Raheem. <laughs> uh, that's my mom's name. That's such so. a good nervous joke. Yes. Um, um and she, the line that Peter Pocket might be a terror. <laughs> yeah. Is that Pete just looking at her? Yes. Like, do you hear yourself? Oh my gosh. I know, right. I love that. I love that you have Pete though to balance him out. Like I love Raheem. Yeah, we're hanging out. Like yeah. <laughs> that moment when he comes to the door and then like won't talk to Liz and she's like Pete, Pete, yeah. <laughs> and I was like Raheem, <laughs> like just like ignore like, but like Raheem is still just kind of like stone faced. Like okay. <laughs> also, like let's remember, Pete does not live there. And Isn't he living there right now? He, li- he he's temporarily living. Yeah. There. He's he's made neighbor friends. I know. Yeah, he's I've lived in my place for over a year. I don't know my neighbors, but that makes sense. Like Liz Lemon does not want to meet her neighbors. Yeah. I don't want to meet my neighbors. Yeah. Like, but Pete would. You know, like is that in? It's in Thirty Rock, right? Where she makes a comment. Where crap is it? This or is it some other? 
New York based sitcom where it's like you don't worry about your neighbors unless you smell something after a certain amount of days and you call. I can't remember what show that's from, but there's something about that where they're like, I don't know them, but if you smell something, you call 911. Yeah, I do love that like running joke of like New York things mm-hmm. um, because that actually happened to me like right when I moved into my first apartment. Mm hmm that I ever had in New York because I always lived in dorms. Oh, okay. And, like, they always talk about, like, and when Harry met Sally, he says, too, like, yeah, I don't know. They're your neighbor. And you just, oh, like, I'm going to die alone. Like, one of those people who you don't notice they're gone until their smell drifts into the hall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, the, like, I don't know. After I had lived in an apartment for the first time, like, two months or something, my neighbor across the hall, the door was, like, sealed off. Oh like all gosh. this shit was going on. I was like, oh my God, what happened? And <laughs> like she had died and no one knew. Oh, and then oh. it was just like all this stuff. No, and I was no, like, no, no, no. Oh my God, this does happen. Oh right. no. Oh. I thought this was just a TV thing. Yeah. Like I really thought it was a movie thing. And then I experienced it like immediately. And I was like, oh. That's an X Files bit too. Yeah. Do you remember that really, the uh, really, really great episode where um, the woman, he's uh, psychic and he sees that the dog is going to eat yes. her after she dies. And that dog ends up being a character. Like Scully yes. adopts that dog oh and he's a <laughs> <laughs> and the dog but like you never get over like oh and it's always in darren morgan's or like yes. any of the morgan's episode they bring back queequeg but there's always this running thing we're looking at this cute pomeranian it's like you ate an old woman yeah. like, it's like the weirdest running <laughs> thing oh in that God. show but i love that plot point it's yes. so funny it's so oh good my gosh mm-hmm. um i forgot when this episode started that this is when we meet cc yes I just wrote so age appropriate. Yes, finally, Jack. Totally. Finally. But at the same time, they That's, really only yeah. ever give him age appropriate girlfriends, which is. I was doing that too. I'm like, lovely. oh, you're like Emily was the right. Uh, nope, nope. That's the actress, mm. Phoebe. Phoebe. That's who we're Phoebe. talking about. Phoebe. I always confuse Emily Mortimer with Emily from Friends. I yes. always do that. I'm like, Me too. Uh, they have a similar haircut, face. They thing. do. Yes. Like slightly pale, and like, lovely accent. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and they're British. British. They are also British. Yeah, I wrote Jack playing piano, and I put the heart eyes emoji because yes. a boy, a, a boy, a man that can play the piano and sing like my heart. Yeah, those Baldwin's man—they're all so talented. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. I just love when she's like, I, their banter is such yes. good. Like it's just such good setup banter. Like when she's like, "Oh, I didn't peg you for a University of Tennessee sorority." Girl. Yes, <laughs> and uh, then so your Nancy that. Drew is yeah. ready for boys. It's a Hardy Boy. <laughs> it's a hardy boy yeah. him telling the bartender oh god it's uh it's it really kills me it's so good and then they also have weird like sex stuff here like yes jack yes. always has like weird bedroom things where it's like which i looked up what the ottoman was on urban dictionary <laughs> you didn't know what an ottoman was i I know what an ottoman is. Oh wait, what, the like, sex act. Oh, the sex act. I was like, I think mean, you like what's an ottoman? Google Urban like, Dictionary. No. That's my go-to when I don't know a word. I just go to Urban ottoman. Dictionary. Like I was like, oh, the ottoman doesn't matter. But then it's like, because remember when he tells um, Elizabeth Banks that he wants to braid her hair, yes. and yes. then he says He's, to hear the Western omelet, yes. like brushing her hair. So like I was just like, Jack is weird. I'm like, very. He's got Jack some is, things like, a happening. Lot of weird. <laughs> But, like, we talked about this. There's always this weird sexuality that goes with, like, business, like, the business world, right? And we, t- like, there's always this really homoerotic thing with how, like, talks to all the yes, other men. Yes, works with. Yes. But then, too, like, I mean, is business maybe school. it's just me associating this with uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, but I feel like there's always this slight connotation that the business world is way kinkier than we let it be, yes. which I find really funny. It's like, businessmen are the librarians of men, like. Yeah, like, like the weird, like, sexy mm-hmm. librarian. There's like yeah. they're all like these like kinky, weird like businessmen running <laughs> yes. around, and they really lean into. And I don't even know where that connotation came from, but it's really Jack interesting. <laughs> Jack, they yeah, established Jack. Jack. 
Just Jack. Just, just Jack. <laughs> the relationship is so great because she's so smart. Yes. Mm-hmm. I just, I think this is a sign for me that this is a female written show. The fact that whenever they bring him, like the good, the real girlfriends, yeah. not like the Anastasias he dates, but they right. are really lovely, age appropriate, smart, capable women. Yes. And I really, I really enjoy that aspect I, of, <laughs> of Jack, that he has good taste in women. I yeah. love the reveal, like when he's watching the TV and he's like, I didn't know you were a Congresswoman. And yeah. he keeps watching and then he goes, D for mom? Yeah. <laughs> Just like all of that happened. She's probably friends with Bernie. Yeah. Well, yeah. She for sure is friends with Bernie. Yeah, I love that. But her reveal, he's watching TV. Hers is she just comes out with the t-shirt. Why yeah. do you have Why do you this? have this? <laughs> I run a small subsidiary. <laughs> I love that it's like, oh man. I, I was laughing though too that like in her little the interview the segment that she does say we're gonna take down the Shine Heart Wig Company and all of its subsidiaries. Yes. You would never nobody would ever say that. Yeah. They would just say the Shine Heart Wig Company and it's it was so good. Very specific. Also just like all the like t- like teasing about NBC. Yeah. Especially since I grew up with The Simpsons and The Simpsons constantly made jokes jokes about Fox. Oh, okay. So in like a weird way, I like just thought that that's what TV shows did. Like I was like, yeah, make fun of the network that you're on. I don't know. Uh, and like so that 30 Rock like does that too is just so funny to it's me. It's great. It's great. Well, what's funny is GE didn't like it at first and then I think the, the, the head of NBC was like, let they do what they want. Yeah. Which like, I love. Just like forget it. Yep. <laughs> I am from uh, the place. The place I'm from, Schenectady, New York, uh, is where the first GE was. Oh, really? Oh, interesting. So I have this weird like love for GE because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just used to always seeing like this huge GE plant. It's in the zip code um, uh, one two three four five. Really? Uh, yeah, and um, it's like the first GE plant, and like they, ch- you know, it's a huge GE logo, and it's usually just like kind of like a white, and then at Christmas time they make it green and red. And oh, that's like adorable! That. I used to like love that as a kid. That's uh, like the like only it. thing I miss from Christmas. I'm like, can I go see the sign? <laughs> uh, Someone like, send me a picture. Their, all their GE stuff. Like I'm like, I grew up with GE, and I'm like, yeah, GE is great. It's like <laughs> over there. It was like a big factory that shut down and took all the jobs away. Right. I know. Like, it was great cool. for a while, and then. Uh, <laughs> Um, I assumed you just, I was like, you just connected me. Oh, you're from that Charlie Kaufman movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, that too. <laughs> um, do you know when he does notice, like, she's a Democrat congressman from uh, from Vermont, he grabs his chest like he's about to have another heart attack. I noticed <laughs> I'm that. I'm like, he just had a heart attack yeah, like, not so again. many episodes ago. And I'm like, not oh, again. I'm an only. Um, I also, this is the one where uh, when they switch phones and they're talking to the Verizon. Yes. If I saw one of those phones, I would just have to go to my local carrier and just get one immediately. <laughs> we have our money now <laughs> which i have always thought that there was like some weird issue going on with them and verizon at the time and i was looking it up and it's just that they were because product placement is such a big deal that it was just another way of like this is how we're gonna yes. do it um there was some let me see if i can they couldn't just have a man in a cell phone costume on an elevator again like oh, the right. snapple bottle i was gonna say have you gotten past the s- snapple one when Sari goes i only, I only <laughs> drink guys take guys who drink snapple like, i love yes. it so much. It makes so much makes me so happy there was someone had posted there was an article where they had a response from a Verizon rep to that. We talk with NBC on a consistent basis about opportunities. We had engaged them to think about some ways we could help increase our presence in the marketplace. And they came back at us with a 30 rock specific opportunity. <laughs> That's what they did. Yeah. Oh goodness. I always I love the way they deal with their product placement. It is really, I think really it's delightful. So great. It's so strange. Um, did you know so we were talking about the cell phone thing. So her like the phone rings and she says that she was uh like almost a Harlem and she heard Wagner 
which so that tells us that Jack and Liz have the same ringtone. Yeah, kill right? the rabbit, yeah, right. kill the that? rabbit. Unless that was just the default variety yeah. ringtone at the time, which is very possible. No, but my also were poets. Yes, <laughs> but also I think it also a few. I don't know. Maybe this is me. Just but the the associations with Wagner, like. Okay, this isn't as far as they're going, but like Hitler was a yes, Wagner yes, fan. Yes. And so it's like the, the association is like intense, slightly fascist capitalism, yes. republicanism. Of course he would have Wagner. Absolutely. While she had all that, that San Francisco sound. Yes. <laughs> I hate that San Francisco sound. It's such right, a funny song. And just sentence. like Liz having it because she's like, oh yeah, you remember Bugs Bunny? <laughs> like, that's a funny song. Oh, I you love know, that like joke. Thinking about it. Her and Jenna just singing it together in that restaurant. Oh my God. I think when you're thinking dresses, we have another Liz Cleavage moment. The blue. The green bringing dress. The, yeah, yep. bringing the girls to yes, play. Yep. Man. I'm like, when oh, they, I like that dress. That is a very low dress. <laughs> when they just start, obviously, like, trying. Because I remember at the time there were, like, lots of interviews with Tina Fey where, like, she, her relationship with Alec Baldwin seems to be very, like, Liz and Jack relationship. Mm-hmm. Where mm-hmm. he was like, you have to lose weight. You're going to be on TV. Like, you're the star of the show. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. in a nice way. But, like, you know, like, basically being like, you've got to, like get your act together like you're now the star of a tv show like you need to look correct Mm -hmm. and like when they like they like swing so like a weird way of like let's put liz in like a really low cut top i like a short dress and high boots and i was like whoa liz would never wear that it's always jarring to me because i'm just like um why are you doing this this just isn't what she is no not in the least in the in the finale episode of season one alec baldwin does the commentary and he comments on how like he's like yep the boobs get us ratings (laughs) oh my god but it, I still just don't understand because they do that, the plunging. But then we've talked about before that episode where she's bearing her heart to Floyd. She's wearing a turtleneck. Yep. Yes. And I'm just like, what was? Yes. Oh, right. what like was they just on? make the weirdest clothing choices with yep. her sometime. I mean, she always looks good. She's a lovely person, but mm, I she do does. not. She get always them. looks great, but it's like it's swinging too many ways. Like I'm just like, huh? Just like Jenna, Gawain. they always dress right. I always totally get Jenna, Jenna's oh clothing. God. I was like specifically, I was texting my best friend who also loves 30 Rock. Um, funnily enough, her last name is Hendrick. Her mm-hmm. name is Anna Hendrick. Oh my gosh. Oh. So once Anna Kendrick became a thing, we were like <laughs> getting very confused. Um, and I was like, I was describing a shirt I was looking at as like, uh, I don't think I really like it. Like, it's totally a Jenna Maroney shirt. And she, <laughs> and she was she like, oh, instantly. got it. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, you know, like you would wear just like a little skirt with it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's just a Jenna Maroney top. Like, I can't pull this. <laughs> you would like, if you're in Vegas, you might run to Britney Spears wearing the same thing <laughs> yeah. after a night, you know? Exactly. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't get it. But. I wrote down was another thing. We get the Lifetime movie with Chris. Oh, Meg. my God. Oh, she's so. It's so funny. I'm going to go into politics. Yes. <laughs> like her fa- Like, it's just the most Kristen Wiggy thing. Like, that felt like a sketch on SNL. Yeah, that whole thing. Perfect. So perfect. It's so great. I mean, obviously, whenever they dig from the SNL well, it's just so good. Like, it's just it's always a good idea. I just like, love that they have both Fred and, and Kristen yeah, on this yes. one. It's really, really fun. It's so great. Um, can I tell a funny story? Yeah, I'm sorry if this goes long. Um, it's about a Lifetime movie. So, you know, I have a case of the hiccups that I've had since I was 13 years old. I get one every half you hour. You had a single hour. one. This I did time one earlier too. and I moved it off mic. That <laughs> it, you just hear it. It just happens. And when you become my friend, you get used to it. It's no big deal. <laughs> So a couple of years ago, we hired a new programmer at my office, and we were sitting in a meeting, and I always uh, fingerspell sign language certain words. I yeah. just wouldn't someone's name or something. And he's looking at my hand, and he's like, 
why are, why are you doing that? I'm like, oh, I just, I just, this thing I do. And my other coworker who'd been with there for a long time, he was like, oh, you don't know? He's like, what do you mean you don't know? He's like, Kelsey was deaf. And he's like, what are you talking about? Kelsey was deaf. Kelsey <laughs> was deaf until she was, it was great. He's like, Kelsey was deaf until she was 13 years old. And then she got struck by lightning. <laughs> and he was like, what are you talking about? He's like, struck by lightning. And she was no longer deaf, but that's when her hiccups started. And our programmer, Frank, he looks at me and he's like, is that true? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I used to be a blonde too. And he's like, oh my gosh. And so <laughs> we're like sitting there and my, and my coworker, Josh, who had made up the story, he was like, yeah, there was a Lifetime movie about her called Second Chances. And he was like, really? And so it like went on and on. And, oh my and, God. And then it went on to this thing where my older sister had leukemia when she was little and she's fine now. And I was like, yeah, I'm like, my mom used to go places and talk about how like her daughter is healed. I'm like, it was a miracle. I'm like, this is awesome. She's better. And now she had two miracle daughters who had been <laughs> deaf and now she's not. And it's just been this whole thing at every now and then oh Frank would like God. peek over his cubicle wall and be like, Kelsey, what did it feel like to get struck by lightning? <laughs> I was like, like a nine volt battery all over yeah. my body. I don't know. And then, but then we <laughs> hired another person a couple of weeks, uh, maybe a year later and found out that his parents were both deaf. Oh and no. And so he found out that I was supposed oh, to have no. been deaf before. Like he'd start talking to me in sign language. I'd be like, I don't, I don't it, it brings back bad memories. Like, I'm like, how do you oh handle this? Wait, so you're saying this joke is still alive? I think Frank knows now. Okay. Um, no. But it's just been this whole thing. Someone's just like, going to deliver this podcast on a CD, like at know, his like, door with just like, please listen like, and like no other go. info. Yep. But so there's a Lifetime movie about me called Second Chances. <laughs> I used to be deaf and then I got the hiccups and I can hear now. <laughs> Love the idea that your, heal, that your hiccups are healing. Yes. I know, yeah. Right? It's really, really charming. The only <laughs> lasting side effect. Mm-hmm. Can we go back to the... so? B plot with Kenneth where he's trying to get all those pants right. and Tracy's like if you want something you just yell it pants 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 and oh just I want to live in the world Tracy you I just, Sean Johns are you chafing again are you chafing again <laughs> I just love how much they uh, they enact the fact that Tracy does not live in a normal world and yeah. Tracy's experience uh, yeah. like they were trying to make like he's a kid from the like he's a hard knocks kid which is true to him but he lives an incredibly spoiled yeah. experience yep. and it was just so funny watching them run to him no holding <sighs> different pairs of pants <laughs> I actually <laughs> love Tracy's journey like i just love everything about tracy in this episode i love this episode he's so great oh he's got the best line in this episode that's why he has several best lines on this episode Mm -hmm. but he does have a very unique journey and they really work his arc throughout the show in a really lovely way yes um we're getting we're almost at one of my favorite plot points but um but we're not gonna talk about it's coming soon about tracy but basically his relationship with his wife and the way that we find out more about that is really wonderful but i also love the line and it's not in the last and it's not in the last place you would think so it's not in the ladies room of that laser tag place on fifth yes (laughs) i love that one Mm. and then we get to uh so jack goes to meet cc in harlem which is a funny sentence i love the way they set up this episode it's romeo and juliet because they are the star-crossed lovers and they do a romeo and juliet setup which is really fun I'm black, she's white. I'm black, she's light skinned black. I'm black, she's 17. (laughs) What is that one? That's Tracy. That's Tracy. That's the whole string he does. Like, oh yeah, Romeo and Juliet, Capulet's wrong. It's when when he sees Cece and Jack, like, they like kiss and she goes back to the elevator and they kiss again. She goes like, she goes and she slaps him and goes back to the elevator. All right, Cece, make up your mind. (laughs) Oh my God. Well, that part when Tracy's outside, um, waiting for them when then jack and cc decide to be together 
together or whatever. And then she's like, even your friend Tracy Jordan can't know about this. <laughs> Don't worry about Tracy. And they go outside and he's talking to a pigeon. Like, Don't you know you can fly? <laughs> have some self-respect. Okay, I have a story. Oh, sorry. I always sorry. say that to pigeon. <laughs> I have some self-respect. There was, I think it was in the AV Club article for this episode that the writer said that he's like, I would watch an entire TV show with Tracy and pigeons. Oh my Tracy God, absolutely. 100%. I actually have a story about this line too. Um, so Kate Cannon came to Nerd Melt, which was really exciting for me because I freaked out. She was doing yeah. some fundraiser. And um, I was working in the back and she was talking with some. So apparently one of the women working the show had this tattoo of that line. Oh, my God. Oh my God. It was like of a birdcage. It's like, what? don't you? That's uh, the craziest Don't you? Why are you eating other people's fries? Don't you know you can fly? Oh, um, And Kay, I was in the room and Kay was talking to one of her friends. She goes, this is insane. That woman has a tattoo and it's of a line I wrote. That's insane. And it was so fun hearing that moment of seeing how like excited she was. And I was excited because that's what one of my favorite lines oh and i was like this woman's God. badass that she got that tattooed on her but i just got to be there for that moment because i was taking out the trash that's amazing uh, be careful what you say around the interns they hear everything <laughs> but it was just really really fun to see just like yeah to be there for that special moment a, it was really cool wow. it reminds me of i was backstage at a at a concert and i was whatever group was performing and there were other artists with me and the group had performed their whole set, got off stage, and everyone would come back out for an encore. So they came back out, and they started performing the song, and then they stopped playing and singing, and then the audience just kept singing the song. And whoever was standing next to me, I can't remember who it was, but he was like, that is the coolest feeling in the world, to hear a room of thousands of people singing your words. And yeah, I was like, that's crazy. Oh, like, I'm like, I can't even pretend to relate to that. No. But like, I can understand why. I'm like, that would be crazy and just mind-blowing. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. I just wrote, and I don't remember why, but I wrote, oh, Liz. <laughs> was that about her this scalp was RX? Probably. Yeah, <laughs> but then I wrote, she has a VCR? Yeah. yeah. Which I, oh, the use I of also, VCRs in this. I wrote, um, because he's, uh, when you get the video of obviously like, Raheem's been taken and they're watching his audition for The Amazing Race and he's talking about all the places they've gone to I started writing him out I'm like all right all right and I'm like the cleave what's the cleave oh Cleveland I literally wrote I wrote where is the cleave like to tell me to look it up later and then I wrote oh (laughs) Cleveland oh Cleveland (laughs) like got it that was a throwback who from the show is from Cleveland like who working on the show is from there because they have such a love for Cleveland yeah Mm -hmm. they definitely it comes up so much they like the Drew Carey show a lot so weird but i also wrote indiana jones i don't know why that i do not know why Uh oh Um, i was so tired last night i like how you initially just see like the one shinehart wig company sweatshirt and then you start seeing people wearing t-shirts of it and like yes. sue has like cut out a v-neck of it and then you get frank when they're um when they're waking up lutz when when kenneth is trying oh, to earn yeah. money and he's got the thing on and lutz wakes up and and he's like, okay, I got to do something else to earn money. And you see Frank, he's taken his shirt and it says Shineheart Pig Company. He's like crossed out the W and put a T on it. It was oh pretty funny. God. Get it, Frank. I remember why I wrote Indiana Jones. Why'd you write Because Indiana when Jones? he, when they take, Jonathan takes the pants and puts them in, it's like that Indiana, it's oh, not quite, but it's like yes. that lost arc where they, it's like yes, this yes. huge thing and it just goes in and it blends yes. in. Yes. Um, that's what I meant. Yeah. I actually like that as a Jonathan Kenneth moment where like Jonathan actually like respects him for yeah. this brief time. You like, love him as much as I yeah, do. Yeah. You know, like. Like, they actually, like, are on the same page for this one time when yes. usually they're in direct competition. Exactly. I, I, whenever I think about that, I just think of trying to get through the hangar. Me too. That's <laughs> what I was just thinking of. <laughs> oh, God. That is so great. 
Um, I love oh, that so much. We talked about this in the episode when uh, when when Liz and Flirt are together and Jack is like, it's the creepy scene of like Jack calling and texting and showing up on the thing. Yes. And we had commented that um, the, the phone by the door with the video, we're like, oh, this is just like a one-time thing. But that uh, phone is in this episode. You can still see it. So that's actually a part Funny. of her episode. Oh, that's interesting. That is interesting. Um, what did you guys think of that joke where it's Jack and Cece and they're like, let's defile this place, and they go back and it just pans to that photo of a Bill, Bill Clinton? Clinton. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I'm like, ooh. <laughs> uh, I mean, he can take it. Oh my god. <laughs> he's he's made choices. I just couldn't decide if like is the joke like, oh, we're gonna defile this place, and then we just look at our president, or is it the fact that like Bill Clinton's probably already defiled this place? Yeah, right. <laughs> I feel yeah. like it's like a little of both. A little yeah, bit of it. Like it's it's all of it. Let's be real. Let's. It's be just real. everything that like Bill Clinton represents exactly yeah. exactly god i love <laughs> this episode i thought this episode was so much funny i think because it's next to greenzo which is one of my favorites mm-hmm. i had very like like oh, it's gonna be funny and then i watched it twice because i um fell asleep and i was just like this is one of the funniest episodes yeah. like this whole poor raheem fred armison is incredible cc is introduced so beautifully like there's yeah. so much in this episode i love cc i uh, really love her Edie Falco, man. Edie mm-hmm. Falco. Also, her with long hair always like freaks me out because I'm used to her now with the nurse jacket with hair. Nurse jacket, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. We have one Frank hat and it says karate prom. It's a good one. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm always going back to Kung Fu Beach, damn it. What does Kung Fu Beach mean? <laughs> I, you know, now the more I think about that, I think of like a beach tree in like some karate kung fu type position. Like the branches are in oh. some. Like, That's interesting. That's, That's a good thought. theory. Yeah, I like that one. Send your theories to talk32mepod at right. gmail.com. Um, I, the one thing I did find really bizarre is when Jack is finally watching the Lifetime video of Cece, it's weird to see him drinking anything other than scotch, and he's drinking milk. Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, laying on his bed, just, like, drinking milk, oh and it's my bizarre. God. So I love how much they go back to the Lifetime movie. Uh-huh. Like, how much of this Lifetime like, movie no. we actually get to see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the couple is talking and they're like where's my hunting rifle um the last time i saw it the dog had it yeah. <laughs> jack's just like no yeah. why did- <laughs> that's not a thing oh but i found oh crap where did it go that happened uh <laughs> i wish i Wait, was i'm sorry of yes. course what? it did in, like of course in wyoming and this was after this happened actually oh my god that this happened that the dog uh <laughs> it was on time and it was on uh some other website and i was like this is actually a thing december 18th 2014 uh, oh, this happened post the after episode. yeah yeah wow. this is the case of shooting the arm that feeds you <laughs> oh my a wyoming God. Man. Someone, that's like a leslie nope style headline right? a wyoming man was hospitalized on monday after he was apparently shot by his dog wow richard l phipps had gotten out of his truck to remove snow chains and ordered his dog to go into the back where the gun was lying according to bighorn mountain radio he was accidentally shot in the left arm after the dog stepped on a loaded rifle that had its safety off or caused movement that triggered it to fire a sheriff told the huffington post wow. oh my gosh I want to work for Bighorn Mountain Radio Fips so badly. remains in the hospital, but his condition is not life-threatening. Oh, wow. It's like that gun right at guns right activist who was like all about like was re- she was really vocal and then her 3-year-old shot her in the back while they were driving in a car and she was no longer a public figure. I mean, <laughs> Uh, she went she got like legal trouble because it was technically like if he the kid had shot himself like she would have got manslaughter totally, so yeah. like the, she got in major trouble for how she kept that gun totally oh my gosh. but uh oh my gosh i can't believe that actually happened of course <laughs> it happened in wyoming too right. it's also Dear like Lord. it's so funny because the simpsons is so my um 
my like thing where like they they show because they've had so many episodes where they show like oh this real thing from the simpsons did happen you know like they always go back and do that so it's funny Mm -hmm. like yeah i'm sure it's gonna keep happening with 30 rock Mm -hmm. right maybe that'll (laughs) just take over (laughs) Uh, that's very they actually yeah they do definitely pull from things you know uh any favorite lines i'm trying to think if there's any other plot lines we've missed in this one uh, we've covered everything I wanted to talk about. Don't you know you can fly is one of the my most <laughs> quoted things. I think that's good. Aside from like my whole pattern of speech just sounds like Liz Lemon. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm just constantly like blammo. Like, <laughs> oh like, I like anything. Like I'm just constantly speaking like Liz Lemon. My, for Where's a long my time? mac and cheese? <laughs> oh, I love my it. My favorite line is also the... Uh, <laughs> the uh, pigeon line. It's just, I think I should. I think we should just all get a tattoo, or we get matching yes, tattoo, matching tattoo, go, matching tattoo. It'd be great. That I woman. I loved that. that woman who was so dedicated to that line. Yeah, that's impressive. I love it. She's my hero. Is it what? Sorry, this is now my best of friends person. Is it yours or Krista who has the "How I Met Your Mother" tattoo? Uh, Krista. Krista does. Okay, mm-hmm. I would never get a "How I Met Your Mother." Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. God, <laughs> like it's Krista. <laughs> <laughs> well, she got it like before the final season aired, oh, which like no. is also like a problem, you know, mm-hmm. like because it's like the yellow umbrella. It's a very cute tattoo, mm-hmm. and it also kind of represents friends in my mind. So I figure like it's fine, but. Y- then when you see like the end yeah. of that series and she writes like, just like Ugh. only seasons one through like yeah <laughs> like <laughs> no thanks that's that's dedication all right aaron we okay. want to do a little game we want to do in honor of you, what you do and your love of friends as well as your love of 30 rock and it's not a real game it's not gonna be hard we want to play mary so boff <laughs> right no pressure <laughs> okay all right get ready we want to play mary boff kill with different characters from friends and 30 rock Great. pretty much we thought this would be really fun love um so we're gonna start off with a super easy one a little boring but we want to do basics so leading men we have chandler we have joey and we have greenzo <laughs> mary boff kill man i think Gosh, I guess Mary Chandler, mm-hmm. Boff, Joey, Kill Greenzo. Kill Greenzo. Uh, poor Greenzo. What do you say? I, I, really I like think it. I'd probably do the same thing. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, Greenzo, it's hard to switch that. I have to like, not think of it as Ross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's Greenzo. It's and Greenzo, Greenzo at the end is absolutely crazy. So Greenzo yeah. should die. Mm. It's Greenzo specifically. I mean, guys, Mary Chandler, Boff, Greenzo, Kill Joey. I'm sorry. <laughs> Really? Uh, I'm sorry. I mean, of course, I know jo- Joey's just such an obvious choice for Bob. Well, so. the, I actually always talk about how I I maintain that I don't think that he's actually like good at anything that he thinks that he. <laughs> so fair. fair. Like I'm just picking him just because like I really want to kill Green. So yeah, right. you're the other one just happens to yeah. be uh, mm-hmm. in the middle. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right, good guys. That was a warm up. So let's do side characters. Mary Boff Kill, Dennis Duffy, Jonathan, or Phoebe's gay ex husband. I can't remember his on name. And we can't remember yes. his name. It's it's like something ridiculous. It is something ridiculous. I can't think of his name. I think I kill Google Jonathan. it. I would definitely kill Jonathan. That was the first one I came up with. Bye, Jonathan. Um, I guess. Oh my god, this is this is hard. Like, do you marry the gay ice dancer? Well, because he's not. Oh, he's not. That's true. That's true. By the end of the episode, that's right. He's not really gay. He comes out as straight. Mm -hmm. (laughs) How long have you known? How long have you known? I guess I've always known. <laughs> what was the first one? Am I stupid? Dennis, uh, Dennis, Duffy. Dennis. Oh my God. I love Dennis so much. Uh, yeah. Dennis is the best. I, de- I love but Do you want to marry so Dennis? Much. I don't want to marry mm-mm. Dennis. 
I think it's Boff Dennis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mary, the gay ice dancer. Yeah. I 100% agree. Yeah. I think that's good. Yeah. My bias comes, and I know this isn't the actor, it's about the character. You but love Dennis Winters. I love. No, 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 oh. no. I know. I mean, I would boff Dennis because Dennis is ridiculous. <laughs> no, it's because I'm a big Stezon fan. I'm, I'm from Orange. We grew up with That Thing You Do, which was filmed there. Oh, I see that movie go. eight billion times. I feel like Steve Zahn is a very underrated character actor, and I would marry him in a heartbeat. <laughs> Steve Zahn, this, this offer stands. Um, <laughs> just putting it out there. So I know he's like the ex-gay, ex-ice dancer, but ex-husband. But he's but I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'm also saying, I'm just saying that. So I think we had good answers there. Let's do dads. We're going to Mary Boff kill Jack Geller, um, Ron, Kenneth's stepdad, played by Brian yes. Cranston, and Chandler's dad. Which I can't remember. What's what's uh, Kathleen Turner? Yeah. What's Kathleen, What's her character? I can't remember um, what his dad's name is. I don't remember. Siri, what is Chandler's dad's Siri's name? Siri's always our guest on this show, by the way. <laughs> Here's the contact info for dad. <laughs> <laughs> Not my dad. Chandler's dad. Damn it, Siri. Can it say, never works. That happens every time. Yesterday, this is really funny. Our friend, I, I, my, my roommate also works with my roommate, Rebecca. And she sends me a chat saying, I just got a butt dial from my friend, Beth, from your friend, Bethany. I'm like, that's really weird. So I texted Bethany. I'm like, hey, did you just butt dial Rebecca? And she's like, I asked Siri what the song was that was playing. And it called Rebecca. <laughs> I was like, what? Oh, Siri. Oh, funny. my God. Oh, Siri. Well, whatever. Chandler's dad. Mary Boff Kill. Jack Geller. Ron, played by Brian Cranston. Kenneth's stepdad. And Chandler's father. I want to say... It's a tough one. It's really hard. Charles. 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 I love that name. God. This is More really turkey, hard. Mr. Chandler. <laughs> I just watched all the Thanksgiving ones on Thanksgiving. Yeah, That's duh. what you got to do. I mean, yeah, it's obvious. This one is so hard. I think I actually know what I'm going to do. Here, I'll give mine if you want to think about it. I'm going to marry Ron because Brian Cranston is the most handsome, lovely man. And he's so (laughs) kind, even though he's a little annoying. He's (laughs) and thoughtful. And I just feel like I get Kenneth's mom's choice. I'd want um, want my mom's friend, Ron. Um, (laughs) I would want to marry him. I love Brian Cranston. I would boff Chandler's dad because he's like a drag queen. And I feel like we would go on this like crazy date in Vegas. <laughs> That'd yeah. be like super fabulous. And, uh, you know, and then that would be really fun. And then I'd kill Jack Geller. Kill God Jack. bless him. I love if I could like if it was Elliot Gould from MASH, I'd be more into it. But it's not. It's Jack Geller. It, it's on his way to that character he played on Mulaney. It's like that halfway point. Yeah. I can't. I, the I, first I decision I made was to kill Jack Geller. Yeah. Even though I love Jack Geller. <laughs> because he's Ross, but worse. Yeah. Because <laughs> Ross is like weirdly like sensitive. Yeah. I don't know. He's Ross, but worse. I feel like you convinced me on your choices. Oh, I'm so glad that. But happened. then it's like it's like lame for me to just be like, yeah, okay, that's good. But right. I couldn't come up with a compelling answer for either way. I mean, you're allowed to agree with me. I made an excellent argument. <laughs> you did. Mm-hmm. I think I do agree with you. Mm-hmm. I think I'd kill Ron. You kill Ron? Yeah. Not into the Cranston, I see. Mm-mm. No. Yeah, I think I'd kill Ron. And I think I'd. I'd marry I'd marry uh what Charles and then I think I'd You'd have a Jack. fabulous life. Because I know for a fact that even though Jack is old that he and and Judy still have their a great intimate marriage moments. life. Very yeah. true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even when they're older. So mm-hmm. we do know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. Um, let's do let's do the bosses. Mary Bobkill, Don Geis, Joanna, Rachel's crazy boss, Duh. or um 
Doug is Chandler's Doug, boss. The guy who yeah. slaps Chandler in the ass. God, that guy <laughs> yeah. is disgusting. Uh. Oh God, it's so hard because I want to kill him and Don guys. Uh. <laughs> I guess actually, real realistically, I would marry Don guys for the money. For the money. Yeah, yep. be that trophy yeah. wife. That yeah. sounds great. Boff Joanna, because <laughs> mm -hmm. like Chandler proves that that's fun, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then um, kill doug doug yeah that guy sucks doug just like uh, he's the like, worst yeah yeah that guy is the worst he's just gross mm -hmm. are you the same yeah i'm the same on that one. i'm actually different i'm gonna say i agree with you um mary don guys um i have i very much agree with the ali wong philosophy of like i don't want to lean in i want to lie down <laughs> so i really want to i want to be that trophy wife i'm gonna say joanna just she just intimidates me it's too much like i know they made points but she's just a little also, out there joanna's also dead spoilers for friends oh true. that's true that's fair so that's gross no i'm kidding um true. so i think i just need more regret in my life so i'll boff doug just have one of those one night stands that you, everyone needs that one night like is that one night stand that you're just like Meh. so yep yep i stand by that um all right we got one more the guest stars Ooh. M mary boff kill will aka brad pitt alan aka alec baldwin when he's on friends duh or al gore <laughs> i want to marry al gore <laughs> mm -hmm. be that live that tipper gore life yeah mm -hmm. i want to i want brad pitt no oh really okay. i want to kill brad pitt. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. I, we just talked about this episode recently on my show and i really he is not a good comedic actor i just no. don't <laughs> i don't like that character the character is really weird like ugh, i want to kill him <laughs> yeah and then i guess boff alec baldwin i love that episode so much it's he's the so one in adorable mm -hmm. <laughs> and the so baldwins adorable. are from massapequa so are they really oh, yeah that's adorable that. yep. so it's very cute i oh, just God, talked about that episode, episode as a 30 30 because i was i was rewatching friends and it hit the right time it's so good he's really cute in the episode too he's still cute baldwin there. and he's not like unattractive he's, but he's so really cute. handsome now mm -hmm. in like a, in like a salt and pepper way yes but he's still cute baldwin there so cute oh yeah man. i just always think of that line from clueless he's a baldwin yes mm -hmm. <laughs> um i'm gonna go do, wait what were you gonna do i think i'm gonna marry al gore mm -hmm. i'm gonna kill so alan because he has too much energy and brad pitt even if he's kind of annoying like as, as we've already decided that bop is just hit it and quit it so yeah. like just <laughs> once and he's gone yes and he's pretty, so I'm, I'm I'm afraid I'm gonna side with her at Mary <laughs> Al Gore. We all agree Al Gore is the keeper in this. Yeah, like, again, just Al like Gore. Don Guys, you got Al Gore. Yeah, yeah. I have a weird thing with Brad Pitt where like I've never found him that attractive. Okay. Like I've never really like I find him attractive in Ocean's Eleven, and mm -hmm. that's sort of the He's end. Really of great list. notions. Okay. Like, for let's, me. let's dissect this. What was your first <laughs> experience of Brad Pitt? <laughs> I don't know. Because I think this really might say, because um, I feel like a lot of people, if they have the wrong, because mine was Ocean's Eleven. So I was like, oh my goodness, he's so handsome. And like, like, mm, I rough. feel like Ocean's like Eleven Fight is. Club? <laughs> yeah. And everyone thinks he's hot in Fight Club too, but I was just too distracted. You know what? The first time I saw Fight Club, I just fell asleep during it. <laughs> <laughs> Ocean's Eleven is the first time I remember being like, ah, Brad Pitt. I know who that man is. You yeah. know, like, that's yeah. the first thing that I know that I was like, oh, I'm watching a Brad Pitt movie. I can't think of anything He's else. He's famous. Because I've never <laughs> seen, like, Interview with a Vampire. Mm -mm. Early Brad Pitt, I don't like. It's a, uh, what's the, it's a, uh, 
This is a weird analogy. I'm going to make it. It's like a Marco Rubio situation. Early Brad Pitt, it's too young. He's too, not that Marco's <laughs> as pretty, but like just like this, too pretty. I'm like, yeah. I don't trust you. Versus like, you like age up. It's like Leonardo DiCaprio too. Yeah. Although I still like young Leo a little bit. I like <laughs> Catch Me If You Can Leo. That's I love that sweet spot. Leos. <laughs> I know. God, but he grew up in this neighborhood. Fun fact. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. I read that somewhere. I was like, ooh. No, <laughs> I love, I love Brad and I don't know why. I think it's because I saw Benjamin Button and that really won me over. Mm. I think I think it was him mm. on a motorcycle in the Himalayas where I was like, Interesting. I want to be on that motorcycle. <laughs> We're not meeting in the middle. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I would say that too. <laughs> um, those, that's everything. We just, Mary Boff killed all of 30 Rock and we Friends. We combined the shows. We did. Everyone. It was pretty fun. I like this. I think this was a really good, like, exercise in character. No, that was really great. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a lot was revealed. I think we learned a lot about us. So. We're all going to marry for the money. Yeah. <laughs> I um. know. There was a very like constant like trophy wife thing going with yeah. all of us. Like, and yeah. Feminism's works. doing its job. I cho- I'm choosing to be a trophy it's wife. the only way to think about it. Like in that game. That's the only, you got to be reasonable. Like yeah. just being. <laughs> it's just, it's just logic, right? Yeah. Oh man. That's everything. Aaron, thank you this so, so much. Fun. We're so glad you were here. I'm so glad I was asked to be here. This was great. Oh, my gosh. We were so excited to have you. So yeah. thank you very much. Well, Aaron, no. What? Um, where can we follow you? Where can people find you? Like, do you have anything you want to plug? Um, God, I don't even know what I'm doing. Um, but I'm everywhere on the internet at Aaron Mallory Long. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can follow me there. And my podcast is Best of Friends Podcast or BOF Podcast most places. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can do that. We're fans. Yeah. yeah. Yay. It's a fun show to listen to. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's you and Jamie, rambling. your banter is a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we get a lot of arguments. So. <laughs> That's oh, where good. the charm is. <laughs> Kimmy, where can we find you? I'm at, at Kimchi Lucas everywhere. 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 <laughs> In your grocery store. Down your street. <laughs> In Koreatown. <laughs> most most appropriately. Like, you can find me everywhere at Redheaded Blonde. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can find our podcast everywhere at Talk 30 to Me Pod on all Twitter, Instagram, and all that good stuff. Find us, follow us, love us, tweet at us, all that good stuff. Yeah, we respond. Kelsey responds. Let's be real. It's yeah, not me, it's Kelsey. <laughs> Kelsey's good at responding. And uh, send us an email. We love to chat. If we said something wrong, you can correct us. Just be nice about it. Pretty please. Yep. All right, cool. Well, thank you again, Aaron, for joining oh my God, us. Thank you so much for having me. This was very fun. Awesome. Hey, guys. Uh, just a quick announcement. There's going to be um, a little bit of a change uh, coming to our show in the form of adding a word to our title. For just legal reasons. We don't want to. We won't bore you with all of the details, but... So we're literally just adding the word rock in the middle of our title. We're putting it in parentheses, so it's there, but... But it's okay if it's not really there. But it's there. Our show is officially we start being called starting um, our next episode. Talk thirty rock to me pod. <laughs> talk, to, talk thirty rock to me. Can we just always whisper it? Always whisper it. Talk thirty rock to me. Um, I'm hundred percent on board with this. <laughs> Perfect. You can still find us everywhere. Our, if you if you follow us right now at talk thirty to me pod on Twitter and Instagram, you'll still be following us. We're gonna change the name to the new one, and then we're gonna still take ownership of the old one so that people who listen to us from episode one a year down the road can still find us um but that's just talk 30 rock, rock to me is going to be our new title um 
and and that's just just it's a fun a fun little change that's coming so don't be surprised it's still us we're the same we don't have rocks and what if we're like kimmy rock and kelsey rock let's just add rock to everything oh my gosh no (laughs) we're the same old kimmy and kelsey same old wry witty thoughtful humor that you enjoy that you love us Uh, you love 30 rocks so why not add more of the show into our title so we're just going to be even more clear about what we're about yes 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 so you'll still find us everywhere nothing should change your subscriptions should all change the same stay this change the same should all stay the same what you follow should be the same but just if you notice a little extra extra word we like adding more characters more rock more 30 rock more same us exactly more us i don't know i'm working on it we're finding a new t- uh, tagline soon exactly all right well just thought we'd give you guys a heads up and thanks for listening and shows, visit BoardWalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.